Well, thanks for tuning in to this week's um, episode of the Hunt, Fish, Eat podcast. Today, I sit down with my buddies, Brandon Wilmoth and John Wallace, um, and we are hunting out in Wellington, Kansas. It's a pretty good time, and uh, we had some great food. I got to hunt with John and Brandon's boys. I got to watch them shoot some wild pheasants and wild quail for the first time, so it was a great time. And in this episode, we talked about a couple different things, but one of the big things we talk about is how to get kids into hunting and uh, how to keep them into hunting. Um, and you know, that's uh, I have two little kids, and, and I'm on that's on my horizon. So if that's something you're interested in, definitely tune in. If that doesn't really interest you, it's still a good time. And we talk about wild game and uh, the the space of wild game and Instagram and all that craziness. So. Make sure you tune in, and I think you really like it. I do want to mention this uh, this podcast is brought to you by a couple sponsors. First and foremost, Walton's Inc. As you guys know, I love Walton's. They make some great products. They make everything but the meat. You know, in Walton's, I, I like to use their sous vide. That's one thing I've really been using a lot. On this trip, I made sous vide backstrap for John and Brandon and the kids, and they loved it, man. And it's super easy to do that. Throw it in a bag with some garlic butter, salt and pepper, rosemary, and Two hours later, you have delicious backstrap. You sear it, and, and you're good to go. So, um, that's just one of my one of my favorite things I use from Walton's. Um, they sell a lot of stuff. They sell seasonings, uh, equipment, everything. Man, like I said, everything but the meat. Make sure you go check out their website, waltonsinc.com. Also, Clay Shooting Apparel. You guys know I love their hats, their shirts, everything. If you want to look cool like me um, and do some awesome stuff, make sure you check out Clay Shooting Apparel. Thank you, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So do you do it? I'd usually do an introduction at this point. Yeah. I'll let you do that. Yeah, okay. It That's is cool. Podcast. Yeah, so welcome to the Hunt, Fish, Eat podcast. I got uh, two of my buddies, Brandon Wilmoth and John Wallace here with me. How are you guys doing tonight? We're doing, doing good, pretty buddy. good. Doing good. I'm a little tired. I don't know how you guys are feeling, but... Dogs are barking. Yeah, we, we were talking earlier. I, I think uh, this this time of the year for me is like the grind. That's what I call it. You know, I've been hunting this season since about mid-August. I went out to South Carolina and hunt some deer with bow, but um, the last like week two weeks it's just been most days i'm up real early hunting animals and i think you guys are kind of in that same same boat so um i heard you john telling your kids tonight like you gotta get in bed man we're, we're about to go on the grind and uh you can get sleep when you can get it man so yeah this is their first uh excursion we're, we're gonna be at it for like seven days uh monday through sunday and they're not used to that so you know me knowing you know the grind and just the toll it takes on your body. Yeah. Like get to bed early when you can, watch what you eat, you know, and uh so yeah. Drink some water. Should be a good week. Water. <laughs> Hydrate. Hydrate. Yep. It's this is what we live for. This is the yeah. time. It's November. It's hunting season. It's a mm-hmm. lot of seasons. You know, everything's open. Yep. I mean pretty much. November's a magical month. It is. Yep. Yep. I was gonna say about mid November is when it really just hits off for me because you got ducks, you got some geese, some places, deer you know, pheasants, quail, everything, man. It, oh, it's just, it's just open. I was driving today when I was circling around and I was like, man, it's late November. I'm kind of sad because mm-hmm. it's, it's the realization that it's going to be over soon. Yeah. And that's what we all, you know, July, you know, you're dreaming about it. Cool yep. days, crisp, everything. And you're just like, oh, this is mm-hmm. my time. It's my time right now. It's, it's go this time. Is it. This and is I'm it like, right now. Yeah. it's going to be over soon. And it was just, I was like, I was sad, but. Hey, we're still in it though. We are. We're still chasing some stuff. So, um, you know, a buddy of mine were talking. I don't know. It was um, it was back in end of August, early September. There was kind of this cold snap that came through Kansas City, and we were grabbing lunch. And I was like, man, it's when that first cold snap of the year happens. Like 
I get this like lump in my my stomach where it's like, do, do I have my cameras out? Like, um, what, what are my decoys looking like? Like, I need to get. What do I need new gear for this? You know, you, you're like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. You know. Um, but no, that's uh, and this is the time we live for, man. This, this is, time this here, is a beautiful so. time. Kind of speaking of a cold front, you know, it's about that time when you pull out the hoodie, you know, and then yep. it's like, okay, yep. you know, do I have, you know, you, you're putting out your trail cameras, your mineral licks, you know, you're driving around, you're talking to the farmers, you're seeing how harvest went. Hey, what, what, what did you see here or, mm-hmm. or what's going on? But yeah, that first cold, cold snap is a sign of beauty. It is. So I'll, I'll take it all the time. Well, let's start off here a little bit. Um, so where are we? Let's see. We are in um, Wellington, Kansas. Wheat like, capital of the world. I said wheat, not wheat. We're not Colorado. Wheat. So there you big, go. big farming community. Um, Wellington, Kansas, right there, right off the turnpike. That, yep. that last exit that everybody sees. It's so. a little bit south of Wichita. Yep. Um, yeah, it's the last thing you see before you get to Oklahoma, which Oklahoma isn't much to see. No offense. Yep. but um, <laughs> About 20 minutes away. Yep, so. yep. No, but it's good. Now I'm here with my buddies, like I said, Brandon and John. So uh, let, let's briefly kind of go over Brandon. Uh, who are you? What do you do? So I am the Kansas Regional Director for the National Wild Turkey Federation. So basically, uh-huh. anything in Kansas that goes wrong with the Turkey Federation, I kind of got my hand into it. So the reason we only have one tag in the spring is because of you. Is that correct? <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. Um, please email me, text me, call me, um, put me on on your hate list. I am the reason <laughs> that the turkey population took a small dive and we had to make some adjustments. So, yeah, no, that is not my fault, but I understand why <laughs> things happen because of science and everything and, mm-hmm. and, and Mother Nature. But so I've been with the Turkey Federation now for a year, a year and a half. Um, was over with Pheasants Forever, mm-hmm. uh, doing basically kind of the same thing. Just, you know, with the Turkey Federation, it's a bigger bird. Bigger bird, so, yeah. Um, no, it's it's great. I work, I work with chapters. Uh, we hold events. Um, we hold banquets. We do golf golf tournaments. Uh, we've done corn cornhole tournaments. Uh, I raffled off a truck. Or I tried to raffle off a truck. Instead, I gave away $15,000. That's still pretty good. Yes, that's, that's right. Good, and yeah. right now, my biggest one, I got a 54 gun bash going on. So, drawing like those that, all man. January the 4th. So, if you want to get in for 20 bucks, all the way up to there 750 with a guaranteed gun. Gotcha. Well, we'll put your contact info at the end of this That'd so they can awesome. find you, man. For sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, also... You're you're kind of a hunting guide, not officially anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm basically a driver now. Yeah, my uh, son Platt, basically everybody wants to hunt with him, and then the, I just have to stick around with it. Yeah, because everybody's like, oh, I seen a picture, I seen that, or um, he's definitely a good little. He's he's pretty good at it. He's he. Oh. We went out to uh, west to Western Kansas. We did a mule deer hunt, mm-hmm. so that was kind of their his first big excursion. Mm-hmm. So going out there, and we went out there with no plan and just started all the way at the border and just slowly worked our way back. And he was able to take a mule deer in full velvet and awesome. with the CZ rifle. I like to hear that. Man. So you probably know more about the rifle than that because we went up to your you, you guys' place. Yep, I helped you guys pick it out, pick some nice wood out on yeah, that. Beautiful so. gun. Absolutely yeah. got get lots of good remarks about that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he does it. I'm just the driver now. Yeah, so. I just I watched some hedgerows with him today, um, and he, he's uh, he's quite the shot. I mean, that was a lot of fun. Kicked up some quail and had a good time. Yeah, man. yeah, he does good so, mm-hmm. for a nine year old. He, he 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 does pretty good. So he's coming into his own. Yeah, so. he's coming after Dave. Uh, That's Dave Miller, Miller just, yeah. Just, just be, just be ready, Dave. He's got those trick shots coming, man. Mm-hmm. He's got trick mm-hmm. shots, and I, I believe there's some world records that he's kind of wanting to get. Probably, so. you know, someone had to pave the way for Platt. Yeah, you know, I mean, so. it's just a startup. Mm-hmm. So when, uh, when did you start hunting? 
Um, I would say the first time that I really started hunting was in fourth grade. Okay. Um, so I went dove hunting with a buddy. He just took me to a farm pond with his dad and my dad. Um, and that's kind of when it clicked. I actually even remember the next day writing about it. And I had to ask my buddy, like, what was a, the, you know, a 20 gauge, a 12 gauge? What's this? You had a 410 or I had a 410. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of when it all started going. So the addiction I, started? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, mm-hmm. but. My dad wasn't a deer hunter, mm-hmm. so my dad was a pheasant hunter, but he was a school teacher and a principal, and he worked at the co-op, so he was always busy, mm-hmm. and he never really got into the hunting culture until I got back into it, Yep. and so when I got excited about it, I started learning from my buddies and my buddies' dads. Mm-hmm. I mean, they would let me come with them, you know, I'd go out to the lake and we'd shoot ducks and geese. I mean, we got a permission on a place to deer hunt, me and my dad up mm-hmm. there hammering a pallet together so I could climb up in the old school, you know, wooden stuff. And yep. All by trial and error. Th- those um, wouldn't be allowed today, man. No, no. They're, they're not <laughs> good <laughs> enough. Approved. Yeah. No, no. So, but I mean, it just started going from there and I just got more and more addicted to it. Mm-hmm. Um you know, we joked around like in high school because we duck and goose hunted so much or we went to the tree stand. It, it kept us out of the trouble. I uh, did. If yeah. you if you get your kids in the hunt, they won't have money for drugs. No, man. exactly. <laughs> you know? There's no money for drugs. You want to no. get up. Or, I, I can't go party or I got to leave here in just a little bit because I'm getting up. Like in I can get up hours. at three in the morning yeah. to go hunt. Like I can't yeah. stay out. Or late. we got to load up decoys. <laughs> you know, we got a dog. So we got to yeah. go take care of that. I mean, there's just a whole process to it. And I mean, it's. A lifestyle. I mean, yeah. every, everybody says it. Once that hunting bug gets you, yep. your world changes because mm-hmm. it's part of you. It's, yep. it's who you are. Um, becomes part of your family, too. It does, and Just man. like this little guy, Chase. I mean, his sister, uh, Charlie, is six, and she got her first deer. Mm-hmm. So I think this was his fifth. So, and... Uh, but we have a lot of success, and we have a lot, a lot of failures. Everybody does, man. I mean, and there's know. been times where we've had to roll out after 45 minutes. It mm-hmm. just wasn't, they didn't, they're not in a good mood, or something happened, or whatever, mm-hmm. or didn't get the right snacks, or whatever, and it just, you know, I've come to the reality that there's going to be good days, there's going to yep. be great days, and there's going to be a lot of, like, mm, hair pulling, but he's now getting it hooked, and he's now... He's figuring out more, and yeah. you know we go in there to put up a new tree stand, and I'll be like, "Oh, we're gonna do it like this," and he'll be like, "Well, what about here? Because the scrapes there and the rub lines <laughs> there." And I'm like, "God, that's a really good Dang idea." Kid. You know, that's I mean, he good. helped me get my deer out. I mean, luckily he was off of school. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was like, I hadn't shot at a whitetail in several years, mm-hmm. and uh, luckily he was there, and he had a great idea. Oh, we need to do it like this, or we got to strap it up here, and. So he gets that from his mom. He gets the smarts from his mom. There you go. He's get the passion from honey from me. So yeah. it's a good combination. Good yes. Combination to have. Yes. So John, we also got John here. Yes, sir. Um, John Wallace, what uh, what do you do for a living, man? I am uh, very similar to Brandon. That's actually how we met. Was at Pheasants Forever. I'm a, a regional representative working with chapters with Pheasants Forever and Quail okay. Forever. And oh. I was in Missouri uh, for three years and. Uh, or six years. Dang, time flies. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I was able to move back home to Ohio, and I met you at uh, yep. Pheasant Fest. I think we yeah. all sat down mm-hmm. there. Uh, yep. So uh, working with chapters, I really enjoy it. Starting new chapters. I'm their customer service guy, and I've been working with Pheasants Forever for over 10 years now as a biologist okay. starting out. And uh, now I like working the banquets, working the fundraising like yep. Brandon. So gets my juices going. There you go, man. You like to hunt a little bit too. Oh yeah, uh, you, I think you earlier used the word generalist. You know, I, yep. I hunt a lot of things a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. So yep. uh, if it's in season, we typically try to get after it a few times, scratch the itch. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not one thing that we really do a lot of. And I, I'm, I've got a couple of boys that are up and coming. You know, they're 10 and 11. And I try to expose them to everything yep. that I like doing. And, and they like some things, you know, better than others. Uh, we do a lot of fishing, too. Yep. But, uh, yeah. And we, it was cool getting them on their first wild birds today. And uh, my oldest shot his first quail. So yep. very, very cool. Yeah, no, that was a real cool experience. You know. Um, I'm a Kansas resident, Kansas native, and um, if you talk to a lot of guys now, they're oh, there's no quail left in Kansas, you know, or or Missouri, you know, you know about mm-hmm. that, John. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we that's we found that to be untrue today, yeah. man. They're I think busted three coveys. Yeah. Is about a one mile section, right? Yeah, yeah, basically. So got had had some hedgerows and some draws, and mm-hmm. um, we had a deep, you know, decline in them weather. Yep. Uh, we've mm-hmm. had flooding. We've had, you know, I've always said ever since I started working in conservation, we do, you know, there's organizations like PFQF in NWTF. They're they're all doing stuff. Um, we've been doing it for 30, 40 years, but it takes mother it takes mother nature fifteen seconds. Yeah, I mean, she comes and throws a bunch of rain down, and those hatches are gone. Mm-hmm. Um, or hailstorm, hailstorm at the wrong time of the year. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and it's just that's why we have to do so much, do so many projects, so much stuff everywhere because we never know what Mother Nature's going to do. No, that's absolutely she, right. She is the ultimate choice of what's going to happen mm-hmm. to the bird population. Yep. Yeah. So, um, John, another question for you, man. So, your beard. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> now, did you win a comp? You won a competition or play second in a competition? I think from a right. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I'm very blessed. I have really good beard genetics from both sides of my mm-hmm. family. My yep. dad uh, grows a very nice beard, and then uh, my grandpa, my mom's side, grows a really dark beard. He's like he's almost eighty. And I think he's still half his beard's black. You know? Oh, that's wild, man. And uh, so I, I enjoy growing it. Um, and I was in a live bearded uh, competition, a battle of the beards. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was actually in a semifinal match with a good buddy of mine, Chad uh, Dacus from Mississippi. He's actually a, a wildlife biologist. What's the chances in the final four? You've got two wildlife yeah. biologists, uh, you know, in the finals. And and uh, it, was, it was a good battle. I ended up losing to him, and ultimately he ended up going on to win the deal. Mm, so in a okay. sense, I finished second because I, I would have won in the landslide because he would have supported me as I had all my supporters helping him. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I did it. I had one in person one, which I brought my wife to. I drug her along because that was so embarrassing. <laughs> and uh, the kids were there cheering me on, and um, it was crazy. It was it wasn't a, a huge turnout. There were like maybe eight or nine guys, beards of all different sizes and mm-hmm. shapes and styles. And um, we actually had to like uh, it was kind of like a beauty pageant. You had to answer questions. <laughs> and, you know, it was a swimming suit. Like portion, no, there's no, there no evening gown portion. Okay, but uh, I, I reached into a bowl and and they I had to grab a question out and it was like, um, you know, it was Mister Rod, you know, Mister Rogers. Why would you want him to be your neighbor? You know, and I'm like, you know, and the answer <laughs> come to me pretty quick. It's so so obscure yeah. and random. Right? Oh, that's wild. It was like, man. you know, why would you want Mister Rogers to be your neighbor? I'm like, he's he's looking out for everybody. Like yep. he's going to 100 percent know what's going down. He's going to have your back. Mm-hmm. He's going to throw bomb parties. Strong sweater game. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. So, uh, but just, you know, you had to answer questions kind of on the fly. They judged you on your beard, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, I ended up winning. I won like a $25 gift certificate Ooh, man. Uh, to a local eatery. I won a $40 off a tattoo uh, place, which I ended up uh, giving away to a buddy. But, um, you know, I was going to say, I, wanted, I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, what tattoo do you have? Like a beard, like somewhere on your shoulder. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I take pride in, in growing a beard and I got the ability to do it. So, yeah. why not? You know, yeah, you know what I tell people is uh, I like a good beard and, uh, my dad, as long as I can remember, always had a beard. So when my mom and him met, he had a full beard, mustache, and everything. And she's like, I want to see what you look like without it. So she shaves it off. And she goes, No, nope, I don't like that. Ever since then, he's had a beard. And so, um, you know, and 
my dad's 60 now. And so, you know, 30, 40 years ago, not a lot of guys had beards. Most yeah. professionals, you know, shave face. Oh, yeah. He was just the guy who always had a beard. And I looked forward to being an adult. I mean, I'm going to be the guy that has a beard. But now every Yahoo, yeah. you know, yeah. it has a beard. And it's kind of it's kind of a bummer to me. But, it's, you know. No, no shade on it. So funny story about beards. So before I got in, into conservation, I was a school teacher. So I was a school teacher for, for a dozen years. Um, taught a little bit of math. Did mostly history. Did, did world history for over 10 years. Um. So I grow a beard, and everybody knew that when I shaved my beard off, that means when I shot my deer. So no students or any staff would have to ask me. That's a good idea. They just knew. I wore red shoes on game days, so mm-hmm. they knew when the kids knew when I had games. So because I wore my red shoes and my beard, so now I wouldn't have to ask questions. And they knew the longer it got, the more grouchy I might become. <laughs> You know, or whatever. Because you're getting up earlier and earlier yeah, every day. Yeah, sleepless uh, nights, all this stuff. Like, oh, Mr. Woman, that isn't shy his deer yet. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. He wants to go. It's November. Um, but no, it was just a fun little game that I had with the funny. kids. And they always enjoyed it and stuff. So mm-hmm. they're like, oh, Mr. Woman, tell me the story. Da, da, da. And, so, and they would always bring their pictures in and we would talk about it. And shoot, I still, a lot of my kids, a lot of my students, they still, I went and tracked one of their deer the other day. Mm-hmm. Well, two of the kids. So they still hit me up on Facebook or a lot of them still text me. They get their phone. As, as they get older, they ask hunting questions. I've hunted with uh, over... You know, probably 20, 30 of my students. I took some up to South Dakota pheasant. Mm-hmm. My dad's been a school teacher for 40 years. He's kind of a walking legend. Um, so I would never hold it up to against him. He's taken a lot out of his own. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what you got to do when you don't have yeah. a dad or an uncle. I mean, it could be a school teacher. It, it could yeah. be something. I mean, all mentors come in different shapes, sizes, colors, mm-hmm. whatever. You Matt just got to find your, yep. yeah. I mean, yep. you just got to find it and, and, and that's your niche. Yep, you know, like as an adult onset hunter, you know, I, I know the feeling there, man. You know, and it's um, like I said, my, my parents didn't hunt. My dad hunted just very little bit when he was a kid, and then never really like you know clicked with him. And so I'm lucky that because of the industry I work in, mm-hmm. I have a ton of contacts and a ton of really good mentors. Um, you know, but it, it's tough. It's tough to get started when you don't have someone to you oh, know, yeah. kind of show you the ropes. So I mean, it's it's a. I mean, imagine trying to play basketball without. Well, A, probably no basketball, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't have one. Who has the stuff to go hunting? Yep. You don't know the game. You can watch it, but it's a little difficult to understand the rules and, you know, a foul and out of bounds and, yep. uh, or, you know. A strategy of the game. Yeah, you know, or why yeah. they're going to do that or, or, or what's the good reason to have the big guy down low mm-hmm. or everything. You know, it's just something that's, you know, you got to look at it that way and you got to find somebody that knows the game and teaches you. Yep. yep. This Not- is hunting. This is a, I mean, this is a reality game and there's mm-hmm. strategies yeah why we walk this way or why we do the wind and so mm-hmm. no that's a, that's a ton of info absolutely so one more thing uh, john how, when did you get started hunting or how'd you get started hunting what was the yep so um i i think i i can remember my first hunt uh squirrel hunting with my uncle uh my mom grew up kind of in, the, in an outdoorsy family but she didn't hunt herself uh, but wouldn't hesitate to clean anything if i brought mm-hmm. it home uh Typically, my uncle or my uncle's friends would, um, you know, have, you know, tags and they they would know that, you know, we could use the meat. So, uh, but I started out squirrel hunting. I think I was like maybe 12, mm-hmm. 12, 13, something like that. And uh, just kind of, uh, we had some properties around us in which I could go out and, you know, look for squirrels. And then I uh, started deer hunting a few years later. I think my first deer hunt, I was uh, 14. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I didn't get into wing shooting until I was in my mid-20s. Yeah, um, and that opens up a whole lot of doors, right? Started out with dove hunting, then got into waterfowl hunting, which led into bird, uh, pheasant, quail mm-hmm. hunting, 
Um, so um, late onset as it regards to bird hunting, but cut my teeth with small game and then in deer. Yeah, like a lot of kind of guys. Now, you also like to cook a little bit, John. Do I understand that correctly? <laughs> I like to cook. I like to cook. Uh, Are you, do you have an Instagram did, account yeah, by chance? That, uh, I think that's what we're getting at. Uh, wild Game Cook on Instagram. And okay. people people seem to like it. Uh, just very approachable recipes. You know, mm. I'm, a, I'm a self-taught home cook. Yep. Um, my mom, uh, bless her heart, she was not the best cook growing up. I mean, it, we had a lot you of... You still made it to adulthood. Yeah, I know? still made it. I'm fine. You know, I'm only 5'8", so maybe that's the reason, you know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we had a lot of hamburger helper. Uh, we had deer We had deer tacos or just tacos at the house, mm-hmm. which was something that in a sense was one of the more elaborate homemade dishes, which wasn't much of anything. Yep. Um, but we didn't eat really well. And then I go off and go to college and one, there's no one to cook for you. You got to cook for yourself. And mm-hmm. I got tired of eating Hamburger Helper. Like, this is body made by Hamburger Helper. You know? <laughs> hamburger Helper Mountain Dew. And um, yeah. it's just like we ate deer meat every night. And I'm like, I got to come up with something different. So, like, I remember one of the very first dishes that we still make today is we call chicken pasta. And my roommates and I, we would all go in and buy a log of the Tyson chicken patties, right? Like, there'd mm-hmm. be like 18 chicken patties in a bag. And there's so much you could do with it, right? You could eat a chicken patty sandwich. You know, but like I would take the chicken patty, dice it up, and I'd make penne pasta with a white Alfredo sauce. Alfredo sauce was cheap. Pasta is cheap. Mm-hmm. The chicken patties, you know, we stretch that, throw some shredded cheese on there. And it's like, man, it's a chicken pasta dish. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. It's better than, I mean, again, bless her heart, but like that was pretty good eating right there. And yep. it just started growing like, you know, this needs some acidity. So, I like I need something. I found out, okay, it needs acidity. So, I put tomatoes in it. And it kind of started from there. And then I became a more proficient deer hunter. So like deer was like we eat now a majority of our red meat is is deer meat and mm-hmm. everything else is pheasant and quail and duck and goose. And um, I've just learned by watching a lot of Food Network. Um, mm-hmm. And now like I've been on Instagram for like seven years and I found there's a community of wild game cooks, mm-hmm. wild game inspired pages. And um, they're from all different backgrounds. And they're kind of really fancy chefy types. And there's like backyard cook types Mm -hmm. and i've just realized that you know you can learn a lot and expand your palate and you don't always have to eat stuff wrapped in bacon which i i love bacon wrapped dishes yeah like they're really good but switch it up a little bit Mm -hmm. so um i i do a pretty good bit of the cooking at the house but you know not to take away from my wife like it's probably 50 50 but in all honesty like I'm helping cook the dishes that require prep and steps and so on. Whereas a lot of times if I'm busy working or I'm just tired, you know, she's cooking dinner, but it's a lot more quick hitter type. Mm-hmm. Whether it's that chicken pasta dish that we still make because yep. you can make it super quick before practice or before a oh, game yeah. or whatever. Um, you know, but oftentimes I have learned, like I travel for work or at least I was traveling for work. Yeah, for the and, Rona, man. Yeah, before the Rona. And I, I was covering, you know, Louisiana for a while. So like. I would eat some really good food in mm-hmm. Louisiana. And I got to the point where I would text her the food, like, oh, man, look what I'm having tonight. And she'd give me these, like, angry emojis. Back. <laughs> she's eating chicken yeah. nuggets and mac and cheese with yeah. the kids, you know? And so I've learned not to text her the uh, the food pics. But I, I have a passion for food. And I like eating good food, mm-hmm. yep. you know? And yep. uh, so, yeah. I, was, I, I think probably you, me, and Brandon, we, we both just tra- – all three of us used to travel quite a bit. And uh, yeah, I learned pretty early on. Don't don't text the wife the cool, oh, the no. awesome picture of you know Telluride, Colorado, <laughs> oh, or, yeah. or whatever. Man, they get a little. Oh, jealous. sorry, honey, I'm on a work trip, but check this out. This is no. you know this is what I'm doing right now. I'm, I, I'm Love going you. fishing. Yeah, or <laughs> well, I'm working. Cabin. I'm yeah. working. Yeah, we're back in this remote cabin because we're having this thing and da da da, and it's just like, oh, by the way, this happened or this happened at the home front. Mm-hmm. Love you. Going to be out of service for the next three yeah. days. My bad. <laughs> 
But uh, no, we make it though. We got some supportive wives, man. We got some very good yeah, wives. For sure. Very good. Absolutely. So that's good. So we've all been killing some stuff this season. Um, like, your, did your wife kill a deer already? She has not. So she she's grown uh, a beard. She's she's she, she has, yeah. She's, she's got the beard no, still. No, easy there. Easy. Yeah. There. No. I didn't want to ask. I haven't seen her. So, yeah. Yeah. No. Know. She uh she's been putting it in her time. Um, she had the one that she was after the other day. She just didn't feel comfortable with the shot. Mm. So um she's one of those hunters. Uh, her her dad um taught her how to shoot and everything, and she's. Definitely good, a good little shot. She was a country girl, um, but she's very city. Mm-hmm. Um, she's very, she loves that makeup. She loves doing that. She can be, um, I think Wallace, you said it earlier about your daughter, a redneck princess, mm, and that's okay. kind of both of our daughters. Yeah. Both of our daughters wearing, are wearing a hat backwards. Yeah, and she's yeah. playing with a barbie. Yeah, you know? I mean, and, and my wife Jennifer is, is is the same way. She can turn on both. She can do. She can go in a house and redesign it, make it look beautiful, and do all this stuff, and you know coals and everything and then she could go in the tree stand by herself and go and do it and she was there and so she was texting back and forth and she was getting it to come in she was grunting at it and everything and was just chasing those and she's like i didn't feel like the shot was right mm, and yeah. then she told me where i needed to move the tree stand mm. and how and where to cut lanes at because i had not done it yeah correctly. she so, has probably been talking to yeah, her man so in her ear Platt a little bit and her were gaming a plane because she got in the truck and she was like, I need to see an aerial really quick because they were going around. And I was like, I've created this other monster, yep. you know, who's nine. And now my wife, you know, who's on board and she's killed some pretty good deer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but sometimes she can get a little grumpy, you know, mm-hmm. if it's not working and it's a whole nother ball game, you know, mm-hmm. she gets mad. I mean, uh, everybody gets mad about hunting and stuff when it's not working or you're like, mm-hmm. oh, we should have done it like this. And so, but, yep. and, and that's something I give her a hard time about. This past spring, we were turkey hunting and there was me, Jennifer, Platt and Charlie all up on some family land and the turkeys were not doing, I mean, they're in across and doing this. So we're swinging around trying to, I mean, bunch of people in a blind and she was a little grumpy when it walked out and she didn't get a shot at it. And so... Well, that's turkey hunting, man. That is yeah, turkey hunting. And did you drop a deer this year yet? I did. I did. I've been very fortunate. Um, I always tell people, do not become a deer hunter like me because I'm very picky. And I'd rather spend more time out in the woods just what could be next mm-hmm. or what might show up in the rut. Or, you know, oh, I don't – I'm, I'm kind of – I want to shoot a once-in-a-lifetime buck. And if you shoot the first one that comes in, you're not going to shoot a once-in-a-lifetime buck. Yep. Um, but this year with everything going on, um, I had – Picked out a one deer. I uh, had massive brow tines, had flyers coming off the G2. And I picked, got pictures of him um, middle of the day, 1 o'clock. And then I had pictures of him at 4 o'clock. I had ran down and, and pulled a chip. So I look at it, 74 degrees. And I'm like, man, look at these pictures. But I don't think it's going to happen. So I was texting my buddy, same buddy that took me hunting in fourth grade. Mm-hmm. And he's ate up in waterfowl, ducks and geese. He does yep. deer. But his son's the same same age as my son. So we go hunting a lot together. And he was like, dude, I'd be in a tree stand. And I was like, absolutely. I probably should be. I go, it's November. The rut's going to be yep. happening it, no matter what. No matter the weather. And I talked myself into it. And sitting down, you know, bebopping around, not thinking because, you know, it, 94 degrees, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's been four years since I even, you know, lifted, you know, thinking about shooting one and heard that stick break, looked over, there was a doe coming. I go, man, that'd be so nice if that buck was walking right behind that doe. And son of a gun, not 15 seconds later, here come that buck. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. And so put a good shot on it, uh, ran out, 
um, stood, did the whole tail thing, and then ran off a little bit more, um, hold the whole crashing and doing everything. And so I gave it time. I walked out there. I found the blood. Um, Platt wasn't with me. He was mm. actually coming home from school and everything. So you didn't have your number I, one tracker there, I did man. not have yeah. my tracker. So and, and both kids didn't have school the next day. And mm. since I didn't have a wealth of blood and it was getting dark pretty quick, and it, I couldn't see it. So I was like, you know what? Too many nightmare stories of people going Bumping. in way too early, even yep. though you saw it, even though you did that. I was like, I'm going to give it a night and because I, I'm pretty sure, but these deer have a way of just being magicians. You know, mm-hmm. you shot them perfect. All of a sudden, they're showing up on your camera the next day. So I was like, I'm going to back out. So I backed out one of those sleepless nights thinking, okay. Then I questioned, well, was it the deer with the flyers or was it not? <laughs> and then you just replay everything. Yep. And uh, be like, I know it's dead. I, you know, I know it's crashing. But what had happened, though, when I shot my deer... And I had got down, I was looking for blood. There was another buck running around chasing a doe. And it was this other deer that I was after. And so I got worried that, no, that's my deer running around doing that over there. Just your mind plays. Yeah. You know, it does mm-hmm. all that tricks during the night. But we went back in, in, in there the next morning. We started tracking. We started, and having kids load to the ground is fantastic because they find blood way better than I do. <laughs> and I'm just like, the pro no. tip there. Yeah. I mean, uh, just go and take him, and I mean, they get on their hands and knees, and and they're going. And so we, and he went right down the creek, and so we tried to go up over the creek, and the crash in the herd is him coming back. So he was laying right there in the creek. Okay, so we'll get back to the episode in just a second, but I want to talk um, briefly about my sponsor, Walton's Inc. Um, like I said earlier in the at the beginning of the episode, they make a lot of cool stuff, make a lot of great stuff, everything but the meat. Um, they sell seasonings, cures, um, equipment, grinders, sous vide, you know, a lot of crazy stuff, um, dehydrators, slicers, everything. And what I love about Walton's is it's all quality equipment. So I can send my friends there and they buy good stuff and I know it's going to work. I know there's not going to be a problem with it. And um, I personally know I can take the stuff on trips with me. I can cook with it. I can do everything with it and I'm not going to have issues. And that's, that's a big deal to me. You know, if I'm going to buy a grinder or buy, you know, a slicer to make sure it works and all Walton stuff is great. Also, um, you know, guys know I love to cook, obviously, and they kind of take a lot of the the hassle or the tough part out of um, spice mixes. They make a ton of spice mixes from you know jerky seasonings to, like I said, cures. You guys know how much I love hams. Um, they make a lot of good options. You know, baking cures. They make spice mixes for fajitas, everything. And what I love about it is you can just pop open that package, throw it in with the meat or whatever you're cooking, and you're good to go. Make sure you check out Walton's Inc. at waltonsinc.com. They're also on Facebook, Instagram, Walton's Inc. Make sure you check them out. Okay, let's get back to it. Maybe seven yards away from where I shot. Yeah, that was a bow, right? Yeah, well, okay. cr- uh, crossbow. Oh, okay. So everybody's okay. going to shame me on that. Ha- no. I've had four shoulder surgeries, so I cannot hold back. The weight mm-hmm. as as what I usually like to do, and I'm gonna do what is most most efficient for yeah. for me. Um, don't knock anybody for whatever weapon they want to use or whatever mm-hmm. legal aspects that they want to do it. Yep. I mean, you just hunt your hunt, man. Yeah, hunt your hunt is exactly yeah. right. Uh, anybody that can tell me that they're still using their first cell phone or their first vehicle or their first weapon, then they can preach Dude, to me all day long. Uh, you know, we were kind of gotten this in the truck earlier today. Um, you know, the the topic came up. Someone asked me like, "What do you think about baiting?" You know, mm-hmm. putting corn out for deer, right? And so I, I hunt Kansas in Missouri. In Missouri, you can't bait. Kansas, you can. 
you know, and like what I, what I've talked about is that the best example I have is in Alabama. So I'm not exactly sure on the dates, but about five or six years ago, up until that point, you couldn't bait at all. Then they started doing, well, you can bait, but it has to be a hundred yards from where you're hunting and out of sight. So you can't directly be hunting over it. And then now about a year or two ago, it's, you can hunt over a corn pile, just like Canyon, Kansas. Mm-hmm. So my buddies that, that hunt in Alabama quite a bit, I hunt down there for deer. They're like, when, when they're like, you can hunt over corn, they're like, oh man, I'm going to kill a pile of deer. Like it's yeah. going to be a slam dunk. And it's like, it's not, you know, I don't know. Does Ohio, can you bait in Ohio, John? Yes. Okay. So it's like, so first of all, baiting is not this great, you know, just like pull a lever and deer shows up and kill it. And to be clear, I don't think you can bait on public land, but you okay. can bait. Yeah, yeah. Kansas, 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 same thing, yeah, private yeah. land. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, okay, I'm gonna, I went and bought a 50 pound bag of corn and jackpot, here here comes a yep. two, uh, two one inch. Now, you know, sometimes people get lucky. I mean, there's science studies that are doing all this, but every, no, I mean, there's uh, a ton of people doing yeah. it and how many, how many corn piles or how many food plots or mm-hmm. how many mock scrapes or how many, I mean, there's ways that technology, it's 2020. Yep. And unless you're sitting out there in your tidy whities you know, there's new or, or in buckskins that yeah. you made yourself, yeah. you know, and you made it with your, your own spear, your mm-hmm. native American, you know, you're, I'm like 164 Cherokee. So, you know, I'm native American, so I, I should be able to do it right yeah. now, yeah. you know, but that's, that's my personal opinion. You know, if you mm-hmm. want to go out there, go out there and do what you can well, do. I, Everybody has different time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what we were talking about. Man, if a guy only has two days to do it because of work, and they want to go out there and, you know. Be as efficient as possible, be have the best chance. Yes. Yeah. And they are accurate and they can do it. I mean, if a guy has to shoot a bow to do it, but they don't practice, is mm-hmm. that efficient? No. You know, or, you know, oh, well, too many people are out in the woods because of crossbows. Means there's re- less rifle hunters. Yep. You know, so there's well, less. And there's, and there's more people hunting, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. John, how, how, what percentage of population hunts now? 5% of North America hunts, and that 5% pays for 80% of wildlife conservation. So. Yeah. Yep. Well, and, and not even including, you know, we've talked about this before, where um, like people that shoot, you know, 9mm, 5.56, they're paying a lot of the PR dollars um, that go into hunting conservation. You know, those guys aren't, some of those guys aren't hunting, you know, I and mean, we get a benefit off that. But, you know, it, it's like you're looking at 5% of the population of North America hunts, like, Having some guys be able to hunt crossbows is not bumping that number up much. No, you know what it is is you go into your favorite spot and there's some dude there with a crossbow and it pisses you off. You know, and it's like, come on, man. Or, or well, what I think, and some of you guys can roast me or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I take comments very well. I'll put his email at the end. Yeah, yeah. Remember, it's my fault about the turkey population (sighs) kids. But if you want to do it, do it, and if and if it's legal, go for it. Mm -hmm. You know, getting my wife out there, you know, in November, and she's like, I get why you do it. You know, yep. I first started it, and you know what? My son, he's shooting the he he got a bow. He's mm-hmm. shooting the daylights. Well, guess what? I'm probably going to get back into it somehow, figure it out. Yeah. But until I'm proficient with it, I mean, I'm not going to go out there with a rifle. You mm-hmm. know, that's been knocked around or whatever. You're going to do what's best for you. You're not going to go into a, you know, a 1970s truck, and you're not going to drive drive across across America unless you yep. tune it up or it's the change the oil, make sure gas in it. Yeah. You got to do maintenance. You got to do it. I started out archery hunting with a crossbow in Ohio, mm-hmm. um, and I, I did that for four years. And I mainly did it because I didn't feel I had time to practice often with a compound. Because yeah. you got to be in condition, right? Your shoulder, absolutely, your, all your muscles. Yep. You have to be in condition. And um, I knew at some point I would have a compound bow, but and it was actually when I moved to Missouri in 2013, crossbows at the time were. Uh, not allowable unless you yep. have like a doctor's note yep. such. disability so yeah. i sold it sold it to a friend and i was like i'll use that money and i sold a boat a small boat i'll use all that money to get a real nice compound well 
just let me tell you, if you decide to move a couple states away, <laughs> there goes all your money. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, you right know? Yep. But uh, I finally got a compound, and I, I, I pretty much had collected dust for a couple of years, but I, I still had the same compound uh, I bought when I, uh, you know, that I'd had the same one the whole time. And I only shoot 58-pound draw. I'm not the biggest guy in the world, mm-hmm. and I want to be comfortable, and I want to be able to hold it back if yep. I need to. Yep. And it gets the job done. I killed my first deer with a compound last year coming back to Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, but it got me out there, and I ultimately graduated to the compound. I'll tell you this. A lot, one of the big arguments against crossbows is you can really get out there and pop them at 50, 60, 100 yards, whatever. And that may be the case. That said, every deer I killed with the crossbow was within 30 yards and arguably within 25 yards. Yeah. Like, because I set my tree stand up in a yep. way in which mm-hmm. this is how it's going to happen. So, yep. um, you know, you're not injuring deer. You're not crazy super accurate like a superhero. Like, there's disadvantages. Um, you can't swing left to right. You know, like, you know, I've, I've had a buddy. It didn't happen to me. But um, he thought he had clearance in the crossbow as it released the bolt, stroked the tree, mm-hmm. you know, next to it and sent the shot off and broke the crossbow. Um, you know, so there's... Again, hunter hunt, man. Yeah, like, we should all, we should all be in this together. If it's, within, yep. if it's within the limits, within the rules, um, more people out there, the better. You know, you don't need to be selfish and like well, that's more people potentially leasing my property yeah. or just yeah, more people on public land. Listen, yeah. you know, yeah. get out there early. Their tax dollars pay for it too, man. Yeah, yeah. or drive yeah. or drive a little bit. I mean, there's just a self jealousy, right? Right mm-hmm. now, and social media does not help it. Nope. And we don't have to get into that tangent. But I mean, it's us hurting ourselves. Yeah. And if and I mean, even the people that shoot the deer, and I'm getting on another soapbox, but then they say, "Well, it wasn't the one," or "Da da da." That was man, my biggest, you or, know. Or, or, or I got, or I, man, be excited, or don't post about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't if it's you know, if you well, want to go and catch a bunch of bluegill, yeah, and post it up, or if you want to go pet cat mm-hmm, catfish, mm-hmm, nobody mm-hmm. argues about you know what fishing pole they were using, yep. you know, or if they were doing it. Hunt your hunt. Be happy. Enjoy mm-hmm. it. If you need gratitude on social media, sorry, that's not that's our forefathers way back in the day <laughs> did not see Facebook or Instagram or whatever, you know. But you can learn a lot from social media. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Somebody, yeah. yeah, I mean, a new mm-hmm. hunter probably if you go on some of these face Facebook pages and stuff or Instagram page, you can learn a lot one on one virtual yep you know I have a buddy who never hunted didn't grow up hunting he wanted to learn how to hunt one on bow hunt right yep. deer with bow so he started watching the hunting public and a couple of other YouTube yeah. videos yep. and he went out and killed a doe for the first time on public land this season with a bow like and I like he asked me a couple questions the hell time I was like dude what what else can I do he said, no no I got it got it got it he went out and killed it from the ground like not in a blind I mean I was like there's not a lot of guys that have yeah, done that that hunt, yeah. you know, and so um, no, it's we're in a, we're in an age of information, which is awesome, but it also can suck. Yeah, sure. You know? There's a lot of benefits, and if you you know that that's the beauty. I'm on Instagram the most, you know, and mm-hmm. the beauty of it is I can follow what I want to follow, yep. and I can see what I want to see, and of course I can search what I want to search for, and you know I have uh, collections. You can go on there and you can save the post, right? Mm-hmm. And I save them into collections, and I have wild game inspiration, like. For what it's worth, like scotch eggs, I think is what they're called, right? The mm-hmm. sausage-wrapped yep. hard-boiled egg. Um, it's on the top of my list to try. And so I've got stuff like that and different things that I've seen. in like It could be domestic meats, but I'm like, I could easily do that. with 100%. 100%. And then I've got just straight up like a foodie collection where it's like kind of like we had sous vide backstrap tonight. Mm-hmm. So I've got sous vide or different techniques that I save in that folder. I like to cut my boy's hair. So like I save haircutting videos. Yeah. And uh, I, I like to coach, like Brandon. So I've got little quick hitters that I can show the kids, mm-hmm. and I save them. And it inspires me, you know, to learn and to get better. And I'm always trying to find something new to learn. So you you can definitely 
use social media in a very powerful, positive way. Yeah. Yep. And of course, you can get super into the comments and get in a negative path really quickly. Stay out of the comments. Yeah. Just hunt, <laughs> hunt your hunt yep. and do what you want to do and leave everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't argue, you know, about some of this other stuff. I mean, it's just, it, it blows my mind some yeah. days. And I mean, Wallace was, he might, he hammered me a little bit ago because we were, we watched a video and I clicked on the comments. He's like, just stay out of it. <laughs> I just, I'm like, you need to I was be like, in there, man. I was like, well, he's like, what are you doing? I was like, I just want to see what some of these knuckleheads Dude. are going to say. Dude. I mean, and guess what? You can snooze a page or unfollow. Mm-hmm. If you wake up in the morning knowing I'm going to click on this page and I might get mad or upset, that's not the way to live your life. No. That no, is not. need it. Yeah. No, well, and like you're talking about successful hunts, you know, like Brandon, you're one of those weird guys that you want to kill that target bug. And and by yeah. weird guy, like you're the extreme, man. And I'm not saying it's a bad way. Like you've sent me videos of you sitting in a blind and a very nice buck oh, walking yeah. in front of you going, yeah, I'm not going to shoot it. And like you're videotaping this. And I'm like, that's insane to me, yeah. man. I, you know. Well, so on that on that same note, so my son, uh, he's 10 and he's my middle son. He just went on his first deer hunt this Saturday. Mm-hmm. It was a youth uh, season in Ohio. And he's using my cousin's 350 Legend, and uh, he's sitting in a blind, and we're sitting 400 yards away from him in a box blind. And I'm yeah. with my oldest son, who's 11, and it's his second year deer hunting. And we just happened to be—I was playing on my phone, not gonna lie—playing on my phone. Yep. And, and he looks out the window, and there is a giant buck walking away from us, unfortunately, but it's walking straight to my other son, who like, we can see his blind, and he's going to kill this deer. And he kills this deer at 160 yards, and. I believe it's 140, potentially 150 class buck. It is a gorgeous buck. I've not killed a buck this big. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, the way word travels, my my best friend's cousin, he, he texts the cousin said, like, hey, you see the, the deer that Wade shot? And he's like, hey, send me see that picture. You know, like, he's like, where do you shoot that deer? And as a crow flies, turns out my buddy's cousin hunts about a mile and a half away from where this deer was. And he's like, so he, so the, Kevin calls me. He's like, "Hey, he's like, uh, you want to see pictures of that, or uh, you want to see video of that deer?" And I'm like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "I watched it for an hour and a half in the field, and um, you know, like we have an agreement with our neighbors that you know we don't shoot anything under 160. Mm-hmm. We don't shoot those. They've got a really great brand. But like as he told my buddy Tony, he's like, "That's a perfect deer for Wade. Like you would never turn him away from that. Like, oh, sorry, uh, young man. Like you can't shoot that when it's not mm-hmm. 160." You know, he was uh, to the moon. I was to the moon. Yeah. Um, so, if you have that target buck, you know, and great, and 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 all, and so you graduate yeah. as a hunter. And it's like, well, that's the buck I want to outsmart. Yeah, it's that. a chess game. It, it is. Yep. Yeah. And, yep. And, yep. and I am fortunate with the property that I have and the opportunities I have. You're you in know. the game. Yeah. yeah. There's mm-hmm. a, there's an opportunity for you yeah. to to kill. A, that buck and or another buck that may walk in, and like I said, because you can't kill the biggest buck of your life if you take the first buck that walks yeah, out. Absolutely yeah, absolutely. Right, yeah. Crazy enough, there was a buck earlier in the morning. It was like a little one-and-a-half-year-old buck that came trotting past my son. He didn't have an opportunity. I never saw the deer until it was 70 yards past us and walking away. And we were in the window. We had it in the scope, and I didn't feel comfortable taking a 100-yard shot, which we had practiced. But we're five minutes into legal shooting time. Like, we have yeah. all day. Yeah. yeah. And it's one of those deals where if we shoot that deer, and it would have been my oldest son's first deer, we all get out of the blind. We're all patting and hugging. Yeah. And this was an hour and this was an hour and five minutes later, this big buck walked out. There's no mm-hmm. doubt that he would not have walked out if we had boogered up the woods. Yeah. So yeah. 
It's just but, it's crazy how things work like that. Yeah, you're right. But hunt or hunt. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I that's, get the opportunity. Yep. But if you only get an opportunity to go out there and, and, and shoot a one and a half, a two and a half, or three and a half, mm-hmm. well, you know, go out there and do you, man. Well, or, or like, you know, we were talking about John before, like, you know, I love shooting does. Um, you know, in Kansas, you get five doe tags and one buck tag, you know, and like, dude, I like to cook, you like to cook, you know, and it's like, I'm stacking meat in my freezer. Sustenance, man. Like, yeah. we, we hunt to eat and, you know, yeah. hunt eats out there and, and I love their brand and, but I, I truly live it. Like, if, if we don't, we're on this trip this week to kill some stuff. I'm not yep. going to lie. Like, now this is more of a pleasurable deal. You're not going to fill the freezer with quail. You're not going to mm-hmm. fill the freezer with pheasants. Yep. But we're leaving here. We're going back to Missouri. We've all got lifetime hunting permits. Uh, of course, it's youth deer season this weekend. Uh, Missouri is great. They allow youth to come in and get deer tags for dirt cheap. It's like out-of-state youth. Out-of-state youth is the yeah. same price as in-state youth. It's $8.50 for an any deer tag, and it's three fifty for an antler. That's, that's insane. That's so awesome. I've got, I've Nebraska's got, good, too, but that Missouri's right I've there. I've got with four them, tags man. between my kids, and I spent $24. <laughs> and um, I'm going to try to get two, three, four deer. Yeah. And uh, we had two deer this weekend. My son, I mentioned my, my middle son shot that buck um, in the morning. We went back out in the afternoon, just uh, me, my cousin, and uh, my son. And a fawn walked out, and he was jacked to yeah. shoot that thing. Yeah. And after it presented a shot, we shot it. And it was a, still a big high five and hugging deal. Mm-hmm. And they processed just the same. And, uh, yeah, so we're, we're, we're coming out here to fill the freezer because uh, quarantine put a hurting on my, my stock, my inventory, yep. and my freezers. We went back into the... The uh, off cuts and the old cuts from 17, 18 that were still lingering around. And mm-hmm. um, we cleaned it out. So we need to replenish. So hopefully this is a good week for us. We were off to a great start already. So Yeah, man. No, um, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. Where I'm just, I'm not in a meat crisis by any means, but it's it's kind of one of those, you're like, man, I got some ground left. You know, I got some, you know, it's, it's funny. <laughs> I have backstrapped and tenderloins in my freezer quite a bit. But, and I don't, not that I don't like cooking those, but like I like cooking a lot of other stuff. You know, like I like making Asabuco or like, um, do like a neck roast and I don't have any of that stuff left, you know, like my shoulder blade roasts are all gone, you know? And so it's kind of like, I'm like, I need to get some more deer so I can get, you know, something else on there, you know, so but I, I'm, so I'm, I, people are always flabbergasted by how I'm always eating backstraps. Right. And it's like, you know, it'd be June or July or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm, it's not one of the first things I eat. And a lot of people it is, you know, and for yeah. me, I used to always eat the tenderloins. I'd cut them out, eat them that night. And you know, then I kind of graduated to the heart. I eat the heart the night yep. of or the weekend yep. of, you know. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where I love heart and I love tenderloins and I love backstraps. And it's cool to eat it first. But like, you know, now knowing what I know about aging deer and so yeah. on, like I'm, I'm okay with freezing it and then having straps in July or having yep. dove in the middle of, uh, you know, in May, June, right before season to get hyped up. And so I have a few backstrap uh, loins left. You know, I keep them in like little six to eight inch logs and um, I'm... I'm trying to keep them so that when I get this new stash, like I'll eat those. And I, you mm-hmm. know, you're on. The, you've always yep. got the. Yep. Like if you have guests over, or if you Rotation. have your in, if you're in-laws over, mm-hmm. like what better cut to give them than a nice venison yep. loin? And it's like, well, no, I ate that in October, a month after I shot it, and you're out until next mm-hmm. September, October, November. Yep. So, yep. no, I agree. I, I've given away a lot more backstrap than I've eaten just because it's, it's very approachable for people to eat. Yep. And, and I think it's great. Like it's delicious. You know, it's, it's, we ate some tonight, but it's, um, I don't know. I just like cooking the other stuff, man. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I don't know. Kind of weird like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shanks. Um, and what I've gotten into, so I've been processing my own deer since 2012 mm-hmm. and I did it out of a cost savings measure. You know, yep. like I always used to just get 
ground steaks and roast about like everybody else, right? I never really paid extra for jerky or sausages or brats or whatever does it snack sticks because mm-hmm. it was $100, $120 just to get the basics. Yep. And, uh, you know, I kind of hunt to kind of save money, right? Yep. So I was like, I could do this. So I started doing it and what I do, ground steaks and roast, but it, it was free basically. Mm-hmm. Like I made an investment. I made an initial investment that first year of like 560 bucks. And 200 of that was a stainless table. But mm-hmm. I bought, you know, a back sealer and I bought um, knives and meat tubs and all this stuff. And I was set. And uh, each year I've kind of added something to the repertoire. Mm-hmm. And then over the last two years, two years ago, I started my first sausages. I made my first summer sausage. After like five years, you think I would have tried it. But it's kind of intimidating. It can be, yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. so I did my first summer sausage. And then last season, I started doing the cased meats, right? So mm-hmm. the natural hog casings, doing broths and Italian sausages. And I'll tell you out there, like once you... Say, I'm going to do it. And you yep. do it, it. They may not look pretty, but they taste great. Yeah. And all they do is get better, better looking. And they get, you know, they taste better and better and better. So um, I used to always say two deer would totally feed us all year. Well, if all you're eating is tacos and meatloaf and backstraps, like two deer goes a long way. But when you start adding brats and sausages and um, jerky and summer sausage, now you're, yep. you're eating and consuming your game in so many different ways, so many more applicable uh, it's more applicable, right? Mm-hmm. So um, you need more to fulfill all yep. those other niches. Yep. So, like, you know, I'm hoping that we get three, four deer this year. Yeah, no, I'm in the same boat, man. Like, um, I like turkey breakfast sausage. I like breakfast sausage oh, in general, man. you know. And, like, I killed a couple of hogs last year. Specifically, I killed those hogs to get more fat to cut with other stuff to make sausage, you know. And, it, you know, like, I started making hams. And you're exactly right. When you get out of the, like um, – ground deer burgers and uh, you know backstrap however Tacos, spaghetti yeah no. when you start like going more and more you're like i can eat this a lot more ways i need more deer you know or, or i need more meat in general you but know i still like tacos i love spaghetti yep. but like you can only have it so much but now like, i really love brats i like, guess and my wife loves them too mm-hmm. um, so yeah it just it allows you to uh, enjoy you know celebrate the hunt that's a hashtag celebrate the hunt yeah mm-hmm. it just allows you to, to reflect back on it many more times throughout the year Mm-hmm. Now, Brandon, you like to eat good food, right? I do like to eat really good food. Good. Did the food we have, food have time is pretty good. So yeah. This what I would have to say that tonight was the first night that I had heart, and I was deer heart, yeah, deer yep. heart, yeah. And that was so, the heart premiere for my son's first deer, yeah. Because uh, unfortunately, we couldn't eat the heart from my son's buck because he absolutely smashed it. it. He actually disconnected it um, from like the aorta, yeah, like, aorta, aortic arch. Yeah, I, yeah. I go in there and because I, I I'm field dressing it, you know, he's, he's ten and he'll learn soon enough how to do it himself. But I'm in there and we're looking for it. that's a prize deal. Like in our house, we eat it. Now whether it's straight up grilled or I've even taken it and ground it and put it in sausage so no mm-hmm. one knows mother in law whoever. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I go in there to reach for it. I'm like, guys, the heart's right here. Like it's already disconnected and that's a bad thing because I'm like, oh man, it's destroyed, you know. And he did. He just absolutely smashed it. But my son, that little uh, fawn, he put it right through both shoulders, which you know took the wheels out and the deer didn't go 15 yards. Mm-hmm. Lost, didn't go lost some meat, but hey, first deer on the ground, yeah. you know. And uh, but he saved the heart and he was super jacked about that because he loves it. My kids all love heart, uh, whether it's bird hearts, deer mm-hmm. heart, uh, they're in. Like tell us when it's ready, Dad. Yeah. And uh, so that's pretty cool. Well, and being kind of a newbie on the cooking side of it, you know, there's so many, there's like, you know, you guys have doing Mm -hmm. it and showing it, but there's also great recipes out there. Yeah. I mean, it kind of like when you said on Instagram, you kind of have a little group. A community. It's not little, it's not little anymore. Like six, seven years ago, it was a smaller, very small community of people who predominantly posted wild game. Now there is a significant uh, I don't call them loyal, but just dedicated pages that are wild game based. 
and um, we're all in it together. And you know, there's different like whatever it is you're looking for. There's different options, and um, like people want to know where their food comes from. Yep. And, and and there's a lot of new hunters who have never hunted who are coming yeah. in because they want you know honest food. And I say honest food. That's Hank Shaw's uh, website, and and he'll he's someone who is a he, he'll consider himself a forager who hunts. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm a hunter who forges, I may find some morels, same way, yep. some chanterelles, or yep. uh, some greens that I know I can eat, or or whatever. Um, but he's a forger who wanted honest food, and he's like, if I'm going to be, if I'm going to talk about honest food, like I've got to go out and hunt, you know. Mm-hmm. And now he's like a prolific hunter, you yep. know, like he's a killing son of a gun. Um, so field to table, uh, field to plate, whatever you want to call it, but just knowing where your food comes from, your hands, who touched it, right? Like, so like mm-hmm. you could go kill it yourself and go take it to a processor. And I'm a pretty trusting guy. Um, but I, I can't say for certain, you know, where that deer was. It was in a locker maybe with 50, 80 other deer. So if you kill it gun week, I mean, there's a 53 yeah, foot trailer. Very big. Just yeah, they rent freezer, refrigerated you know, trailers yeah, all the deer. And you yeah. try to make, you try to make great shots and you know, mm-hmm. you didn't gut shot it, but maybe it sat next to a deer that was gut shot or maybe you don't get your meat back. Yep. Like I've seen it firsthand. Like I used to work mm-hmm. for the state, so we used to do checkpoints at, and you know, you hear things and I just like one cost savings Two, I know I'm getting my meat yep. back. And if I shoot a fawn, I want, I want that back. That's going to be tender vittles, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be the good stuff. I, I'm, I mean, not, I'm not someone who really rags on, oh, that's an old ruddy buck. It's not going to taste good. I can make a, a buck taste just as good. Mm-hmm. But that all things considered, that fawn is going to taste a lot better. It's going to be a lot more tender. Mm-hmm. You know? So that heart was one of the better hearts I've had because it you know, was quite tender. We got a great sear on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, try to keep it rare to medium rare. Yep. You know, keep it simple. It's delicious. We also had, what, pheasant uh, that I uh, killed yep. uh, you know, a, week, a week ago in Ohio. We had... Some uh, some duck, some smoked yeah, duck. You some did. very good smoked, smoked duck. duck on the couch. That was a nice surprise. I would not, I would not have believed you if I want to try it myself. How no, good the, it was. the key is brining your fowl, and even if it's something as simple as one quart of water, quarter cup of salt, that's your ratio, right? Yep. There. Uh, quarter water, quarter cup of kosher, kosher salt, not table salt. Um, it's a big difference. I'm not a scientist. I can't tell you, tell you articulate it, but I know it has something to do with flavor and, and the salt can be more salty if you use table salt. So try to use kosher salt. If you want to throw in a tablespoon of sugar or so, mm-hmm. you're most certainly, uh, up to that. Um, but high mountain jerky seasonings or high mountain seasonings makes a game bird and poultry brine that I got turned on to by Scott Seth, the sporting mm-hmm. chef. And it is a game changer. Mm. No pun intended. It it will take your ducks, and I, I. It sounds so corny, but I say it makes them taste like Thanksgiving. Like there's like herbs and yeah, stuff in there, yeah. and it's like it just tastes like Thanksgiving. And I and don't you'll see what I mean when you try it. But like it tastes like steak. It tastes like it doesn't taste like fowl at all. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like dark meat like duck and geese look like. It, <laughs> there's like a pink hue to it. It's so it's pleasant to the eye. Yep. Um, you can cook it with the skin on or off. Like I, if I've got a nice fatty bird, I leave the skin on. So. Uh, like low, it's like three, four hours on your smoker. Doesn't matter what kind of smoker you got. Again, talk mm-hmm. about hunt your hunt. You know, smoke your smoke. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm oh, talking man. about meats. You yeah. know, but like whether you're a pellet grill guy or you're a charcoal, whatever it is you that is your fancy, uh, low and slow. I did it for like four hours at like 160. Mm-hmm. And the people ask me what temp I got. I don't know what temp I got to. I wanted the skin to be rendered down or the fat and the skin, mm-hmm. to be, you know, done. And you can eat it cold. You can eat it hot, but. We ate cold tonight, and that was it's phenomenal. phenomenal. Right, right out of the right out of the backpack, yep. like just slice it, and and like I had to beat my kids off, like leave it for the guests. Well, yeah, because <laughs> Brandon and Platt went home to change, and uh, you cut it up, and you're like, we gotta leave some for them, guys. Come on! And I think at one point, like you were eating some more, and you're like, man, 
I don't care if Brandon makes it. Like, yeah, yeah, there ain't going to be no duck. Right. What, what, what duck? I don't even yeah. know. Yeah. Whatever. No. No, it was very good. Mm-hmm. Mixed bag action tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had a very meets. good selection. I mean, and that's showing these boys. You know, your boys get it all the time. You know, my son gets it every so often. And this was just a great sign of, you know, what we were out there doing today. You know, yep. we were out there chasing quail and, you know, getting quail, chasing pheasants, and maybe tomorrow mm-hmm. we'll change it up. But that, I mean, it's, it's a whole thing. It's a whole new culture thing. Yeah. And sure. it's just about. Well, and where I'm at, you know, we're talking about hunt your hunt. And, you know, whether you're after a target buck or you're happy with the fawn or you're happy with a one and a half year old buck that walks out, yep. you're just trying yep. to get meat in the freezer. Just utilize the meat, right? Utilize the meat. Try to utilize as much as possible. Now, I've done everything from trying to tan the highs to everything else. There's a lot of work involved in all that and, and the return on investment, you know. But I, I, I feel I, I do a pretty good job of respecting the harvest. Yep. We try to eat the heart if it's not oh, – we eat the heart if it's not blown up. Um, I've tried to make liver dishes and, and I've made them edible. I've made them really edible. And But it's a lot of work to make it edible. Yeah. It's just not my thing. So I was showing you earlier. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. We, we take our uh, deer livers now, and my boys are tore up with fishing. Like, they love fishing. They love bluegill fishing, cat fishing, bass fishing. And we take that heart, we slice it up, and put them into little portion size. Oh, you mean uh, liver. Liver. Sorry, liver? what did I say? Yeah. Deer you said heart. heart. Yeah. yeah. No, so deer we're liver. not giving that up. No, we're not giving yeah. that up. That's prized possession. But uh, the deer liver... We uh, slice it up into little pieces, and I, I vac sealed in like say a dozen. Right, you get a dozen night crawlers. Well, I've got a dozen pieces of deer liver that I don't bleed out. Like it comes straight off the deer, and hmm. I'm slicing it up, putting it into pieces, and I vac pack it, and I freeze it. And we go catfishing. Uh, hey, grab a pack or two. You know, if I've got more buddies or more kids mm-hmm. coming with us, grab a couple packs, and it sticks on the hook really, really well. Say compared to say chicken liver, um, stays on the hook well. Clearly, a lot of blood in it, and uh, we've had a lot of success. So like. That's a hot tip, man. Yeah, that's genius. So, yeah, I texted yeah. to some buddies already. And, and like, to make it work, genius. like so, like you're like, well, where are you gonna put the liver when you when you field dress your deer, right? So in my, I have a satchel. It's actually a blind bag for waterfowl hunting, but it's like a over the shoulder satchel, you know. And there's a little zipper pouch on there, and I have one gallon, uh, nice quality freezer bags, mm-hmm. like zipper or you know, like ziplock, yeah. ziplock bags. Can we say ziplock? Yeah, or, yeah. we're not a sponsor. Uh, yeah. Not yet. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> uh, so I, I always have. At least two on every hunt. And the reason there's two, uh, well, you could argue three, but I try to take I try to take the tenderloins out while I'm field dressing so I don't forget later. Um the heart, actually, I, I wear gloves when I field dress. I'm not ashamed to say it. I wear gloves, I don't like getting my hands all dirty and mm-hmm. smelly. And I even wear some of the arm gloves at times, but when I take that heart out, I have it in the when I'm done field dress, I put the heart aside. When I'm done, I put the heart in my glove and I pull the glove inside out. The heart's in there, and I could put that glove in my in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have those Ziploc bags, and you could put your liver in there. Um, you could put your heart in one if you want. You put your tenderloins in one if you want to keep the call fat. You mm-hmm. know, Steve Rennell has definitely made that very popular. If your call fat's looking good, which is like the uh, spider webby fat around the intestines, mm-hmm. it's kind of known as you know, like just it's like wrapping your deer heart in that. It's kind of like bacon or mm-hmm. you know meatballs wrapped in call fat. Um, but yeah, so we just dropped it in a. a a Ziploc and brought it home. I actually set it outside on the on the trash can for a couple nights just because I didn't want to get to it. I mean, if it gets a little stinkier, ain't you know, big deal. You know, yep. we're using it for catfish bait. Yep, makes and, it better. Uh, I think I got like sixteen. I call them serving sizes, but like sixteen packages of liver that you know we'll use all year for for catfishing. Mm-hmm. Using all the parts. Well, and and, and that's the way to think about it too. Like I took the hide off the one of the does I shot earlier this year and went to tan it. And what I found, I don't know if you guys figure this out when you're turkey hunting. Like I set my call, my phone, uh, just a couple things. I don't want to put them in my pouch because we be sitting on my butt, you know, and like always set them on the ground and like I'll forget something or it'll like get under a leaf. 
So I kind of idea I'm going to tan a, a patch my hide and probably make like a 12 by 12 square and just unroll that and lay it on the ground and I can put my stuff on it, you know? And so, I mean, it's, and to me, it, it's kind of along the same lines, like honoring your kill, you know, to me, it's kind of cool. I'm going to sit there, look at that deer hide and remember when I shot yeah. that deer and I don't know, it's just kind of, kind of nifty to me. Let me ask so, you this. Would it be hair side down or would it be leather side down? Probably be hair side down, leather right. side up. If if I I may cut the hair off, man, oh, shave it off. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, you could do it with a piece of leather or you know anything. Yeah, no, I just kind of and it, it, it just adds to the the reflection, right? You're yeah, reflecting because yeah. you know sometimes turkey hunting can be slow. Sometimes deer hunting can be slow. So if you look and you've got <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rewind. Yeah, so your mind starts going. Your quiver is made out of something, or yeah. you, you know, you're like, man, that was a sweet hunt. Yeah, you know, yeah. And I'm not saying I need to make my bowstring out of the, in the intestines of the deer, but it's just like. You know, to me, like cooking, um, you know, having turkeys mounted, deer mounted, it's like the memories. That, that's what, you know, I'm not going, man, check out that cool buck. I'm going, dude, I was with my buddy, you know, Chuck in Alabama, and he's an awesome guy. We stayed at his house, you know, spent a couple of days, you know, I hung out with him and I shot this awesome, you know, like that's what I'm thinking about. And so to me, the same thing with all my hunting, like, you know, when I'm eating something, I'm thinking about the, the animal I killed and the experience and, and my friends, and, you know. Opening day Missouri rifle season, I got a really nice farm I hunt on, some great, great family friends. And we unfortunately didn't get to do it this year because of COVID, but we usually, um, their family, uh, me and my wife, we all go up there opening weekend. You know, uh, the lady that lives there cooks for us, and it's just uh, it's just fun. Family, you know, family exactly right. right. Family. You're, you're almost like, okay, it's 9 o'clock. She's cooking biscuits and gravy now. Like, yeah, let's go. Back. I usually don't get out of the stand, but yeah. uh, we got to get back there, you know. <laughs> well, and, and, and people got to remember that. You know, the killing, the harvesting, it's just a small blimp mm-hmm. of this entire story. Yeah. You know, we started back in September. We started years ago or we start, it is a small, small, and then we reflect for the rest of our lives. You know, that big deer you missed or that pheasant that got away from you or all, all this stuff. That shooting, that is a small, small piece mm-hmm. of it. Everything sure. else. I mean, and it's just, it's not out here. We're, you know, we're putting on war paint. We're doing all this. We're going out here. No, man. What do we do today? We walked up down draws and hedgerows, and we made memories with the third yeah. boys. You know? Well, you know, you made a good point, John. Like, and I really enjoyed today. You know, I think Brandon was like, well, Dan, I want, you, I want to get you to shoot something. I'm like, man, I want to see your kids. Like, I want to see your kids yeah. shoot some stuff. And you made the point, John, like, your kids had never hunted wild pheasants or quail. You know, we got to see that one patch, like 20 uh, roosters, not yeah. roosters, there are 20 pheasants that yeah. got up, about one rooster, about 20 hens. And yeah, it was nuts. Like, the kids thought that was awesome. I thought that was, thought awesome. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah we all say, thought it was awesome. We're seeing like, that okay. many birds in the wild, you know, these are wild pheasants, yeah. you know, and kicking up those three cubbies of quail. Like, like I said, it's been a while since I kicked a wild covey of quail in Kansas, man. In the first ditch we hunted, we got three hens up. You know? Oh, yeah, like, that's right. Like, yeah. That gets the juices going like this. Like for them, like, man, this this is could be a lot of walking. The wind was coming. Yeah, the wind was howling. A little bit of rain. rain. Yep. It's like, and it took a while. You know, they pushed them. We pushed mm-hmm. them to the end. But like, it's like it rewards the effort, right? Yep. Like we're in the game here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I could go hunt birds in Western Ohio. I say Western Ohio because there are wild pheasants in ohio but specifically where i live around the dayton area there are there's very little habitat there's, there's no pheasants there's maybe a few quail around but i can go hunt all day and i'm not gonna run into a pheasant we're in the game and not only are we in the game we saw birds they weren't yeah. a target bird because they weren't roosters but like it just it's the same as bluegill fishing and, yeah. I, and a lot of people say you know you bluegill fish because it's uh, a lot of action uh and you know you can really get them engaged and today in a sense those 
quail. That was like bluegill, man. There was quail oh, yeah. everywhere. It was wild, man. Yeah, it was nuts. Well, and that first hedgerow I walked the plaid, you guys were kind of walking another draw up to us. We were kind of meeting. So we didn't have one of the dogs with us. But And so we actually got a little bit closer to the quail before we busted them than I'm used to. And so the first one we saw, plaid was like, you see, it's on the ground running. I look over and there's like 12. <laughs> That's him. There's 12 so quail like chilling there on the himself. ground. And I'm like. This is wild, man. I'm like, Brandon wasn't lying. There's some cubbies up here. Yeah. And then we busted that up and then we just chased it down the hedgerow, bust another one up. You know, I mean, it was just, it was like classic quail hunting, dude. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, I loved it. I loved it. Um, so we're, we're talking about a little bit. You know, you guys both have kids. Um, your kids are in that eight to 10, 11 year old range. A couple six year old girls. Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, that's right. Yeah. My apologies. No, redneck princesses. Red and they, they, I can't wait to get those two girls together. It's going to be wild, oh, man. Oh, my goodness. World, wild. Look out. Yeah, yeah. So, and this is something my wife and I talk about a lot. Is like, I love to hunt. My wife's now beginning to love to hunt. I'm getting her into it. Like, how do you get your kids to like it? I, I know they don't all like it, but you know, Brant uh, Platts ate up with it. You know, yeah. like I, your kids are they enjoy themselves today. Yeah. You know, I, 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 go ahead. Go I'll, ahead. T- I'll take that because mine's older. I have yeah. one who's just a year or two older than Platt, and it's a lifestyle. I, you know, I think you even mm-hmm. mentioned it on here or earlier tonight, but. It's a lifestyle. So, like, they don't know any different. So, yep. we eat wild game at our house. That's what we do. If we have something new or we buy something, like we buy um, pork steaks or something, which in Ohio, like, we moved to Missouri, like, what's a pork steak, you know? <laughs> but uh, we love it. But if it's something new, like, oh, I, that's what I shot last week. Like, we'll just, it's complete opposite in our house. Whereas normally if it's deer meat, they'll say, oh, no, that's beef, you know? In our house, we tell them, no, no, that's wild game. But it's all perception. Like, you know, if I'll, I make deer heart quite a bit. And I'll be honest, sometimes... I don't get it just right. It's mm-hmm. it's uh, maybe it's undercooked or maybe it's uh, too rubbery or whatever. And you know, my wife and I, we we may not partake, but all I got to do is say, "Hey, boys, uh, hearts ready," and it's gone. They eat it yep. right off the cutting board. So it's all mental. Um, and I I take them out. I took them out early uh, when they were four. They could come out in the dove bucket. Uh, when they were six, they could come out in the deer blind. And that's mainly because I was selfish. Selfish, like I wanted to fill the freezer, and if I've got someone. Yep. Not happy to be out there or distracting me, it lessens my chances to kill a deer to provide for the family. So, you know, when they're six, they could come out. Unfortunately, we didn't get them on too many deer when they were coming out. But and when they were eight, that's when they could start carrying their own shotgun going after squirrels. And then when they were 10, you know, they could come after turkeys. And if turkeys went well, then they can go after deer. And that's where we're at now. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and so it's not for everybody. Everyone's got, you know, it's got their own process. You know, you mentioned uh, Char uh, or killed a, uh, a deer at six and great, you know, yep. but like, and in Missouri, you can legally kill deer, you know, when they're six, deer and turkeys. And I, I just, at least my kids, I just don't think they would have appreciated it like I appreciated it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I hunted deer for nine years before I killed an antler deer, mm. right? Like, because I would shoot the first doe that walked out. So, yep. like, I really had a hunger for that buck or, you know, like, I just, I have a deep appreciation for every kill. But, like, my son, I, you know, I'm, I'm not worried, but, like, his first sit yep. in the deer woods, oh, an gosh. hour and a yeah. half. And shot a 140, but, 150. But you can't tell a kid, oh, no, you got it. You got it. Don't and, and, shoot you know, that one because yeah, yeah, you're mind. a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil it. But the yeah. thing is, though, and I told my wife, like, he's he sees me kill a lot of does. And he mm-hmm. sees me come home. We, we typically, if the kids are like either on, they haven't gone on the bus yet, or like, if I get a good hunt where it's like I'm already back at the house or whatever, like, I bring them out. We we celebrate. It's not like a big grip and grin. I make sure that she's postured correctly yeah. and there's not mm-hmm. money anywhere. But they see a deep appreciation for that doe. 
And I think he understands how lucky he is that that deer that day walked out. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so I told him, I was like, it's not going to get any easier. So this next doe that walks out, like it could be a doe and you're going to be shaken out of your boots. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, Dude, because it whole... just, and it never goes away. So, no, if it didn't, if it went away, I wouldn't want to do it anymore. Man. Exactly. Sure. So that's how I think that they got into it is they see me do it. They, they and they want to be like dad, right? right? They want to be like mom. Well, you yeah. Know? And the, and the- you know, and we appreciate it. I mean, you're putting it right there. I mean, we appreciate what we do and the opportunity we have, and we respect it. Mm-hmm. And we talk about it. We talk around other people, other like-minded thing, and this yep. is what we do. And if somebody would question Platt of why he does it, he's going to tell them correctly with the facts. Well, we got to do this because we're going to go with this. And Charlie said the other day, she was like, there's some kids at my school that don't go hunting. And she was just rocked by that, but that was <laughs> that's just our lifestyle. Yeah, sure. You no, know, they're very proud to say that they're hunters. They're very proud to say what they've killed. They're very proud to say that we eat the kill. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, some of their parents are, you know, kind of icky about it. Like we live in the city, you know. And I told them, like, hey, if you ever want to learn more, come on out. You Absolutely. Know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I think you got to build a fire, right? You got to start out by bringing them out, checking scrapes, um, yep. dumping corn, checking trail cameras, pulling chips. Like slow kids, and steady. Slow kids. and steady. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can't be you. You know, we I use the term NAS, NASCAR today when we were out pheasant and uh, quail, quail hunting. You don't need to be a NASCAR. You know, walking through. Yep. Take your time. Enjoy it. You know, mm-hmm. if you're out there walking or whatever, yeah. Look at that rub, or look at this, or look at this school. Let's let's go look at it. Mm-hmm. When we were younger. Steady. We looked at every bone. I picked up yep. a, I think a cow bone. Yeah, I found mm-hmm. a cow bone, and, and the boy, and it was pretty hardy. You know, and they get jacked about yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Like we have a tr- we have a treasure chest at the house that like we bought from Hobby Lobby or mm-hmm. something. It looks like a, a treasure chest, and you open it up, and it's got pelts and sheds and box turtle shells and. Mm-hmm. Just random rocks and whatever else. Yeah. I was like, hey, when, when it's full, we can only, oh, yeah, you know. Well, we no, it's cool funny it's- we, just, we just went hunting this this past weekend, and all of us, we go to the Platt Shack because Platt's first little hunting thing, and it's a, it, we call it the Platt Shack. And we were walking there, and Charlie was picking up rocks. You know, Platt's going, you know, he's going to the tree stand, and Jennifer's walking in because it's, it's her hunt, and there's Charlie picking up a rock. You know, the middle of wheat field. You know, and I took a picture of it and I put it on social media and everything. I was like, that's just so funny, you know. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you just need to appreciate the little things, right? You can't, if you can't appreciate the little things, yeah. it's like you're going to be severely disappointed in life, you know. Well, so. and if you're just all over the kids, too. I know you got to do it like this. You got to do it like mm-hmm. this. You got to go. And they don't always have to listen to mom and dad. Get your buddies or get somebody else. Yep. You know, it was great for me to talk to Wallace's kid. And it was great yeah. for you yeah, guys for sure. to talk to Platt. Hey, yeah. you know, when he was having trouble with his gun, mm-hmm. you know, I'm looking at it and I'm like, figure it out, kid. You know, I've told you a hundred times, but you said it. Boom, mm-hmm. it clicks. You know, well, it's so different. Well, and you know, I noticed today, like John and I were walking with Platt, which Brandon's your son. Mm-hmm. You know, Brandon, you were kind of walking with, you know, his kids and like I love it, you know. Like I said, my my son's three, and my my daughter's about six months old, so they're not gonna be hunting yet. Um, you know, actually, I took my son to the, the shooting range on uh, Sunday for the first time. We went on Saturday to kind of try it out, you know, make sure. Hey, you got to listen to dad, you know. It was an outdoor range, and he did really well, and so we, he shot a BB gun for the first time, you yep. know. But but it's gonna be a couple more years till he's you know hunting. But um, I thought it was really cool to see that, you know. And like I said, I'm trying to plan, you know, what I'm gonna do, you know, in a couple years. So. Um, I enjoyed it, man. It was cool. On that note, like, so Brandon, you know, and I know each other very well and I I try to hold a pretty high standard, especially as far as safety goes. And my kids are very safe, but you know, I'm always, it's always on the forefront, right? Like it never hurts to repeat it. It never hurts to just, you know, uh, check people, right? 
you know, muzzle check or whatever. But everybody's a safety. I was uh, my my ten year old. You know, bird hunting's tough. Like I don't I don't do a lot of bird hunting because it's a lot of walking. Mm-hmm. It, it'll yep. wear you out. And so just some of the things he was using, how he was holding his gun, trying to be, you know, he's resting on his, on his leg on his yeah, thigh. Getting tired, man. And uh, and there was nothing wrong with it. And and Brandon's like, "You're fine, kid. You're fine." He's looking at me <laughs> yeah. like. Don't listen to your dad. Like you're yeah. fine. Just- he was jumping. Oh, put it on here. Put it on the hip. And it was like, and a- we're walking in the field, and I'm like, I just like, a, like, no, you're good, man. You do. Yeah, it was, you it was you hunt check. your hunt for yeah. you know? yeah, it. was a little check for me, and it's like, and I, I even said earlier, like, no, it's better that they go yeah. from you because they, they yep. in a sense, a lot of ways don't want to let me down, you know. And it's like, listen, dude, I'm just happy that you're out here. You made the trip. And, uh, like, you know, if you don't feel comfortable taking the shot, don't take the yeah. shot. Like, mm-hmm. It's worth the investment to buy your license, to get out here, to see what it's all about. And if it's something you like and so on. But, you know, yeah, don't don't ride them too hard. Um, and then, you know, try to – and, again, I say this bluegill fishing reference, like, I'll use morel mushroom hunting, for example. Like, I love oh, yeah. getting after morels. And in Missouri, when I was promised, when I went out there, you could just find them by the bucket loads. Well, tell me where they're at. And I would find them, but <laughs> I would try to go out early and be the first to them, right? Yeah, yeah. If you're too early, they're not there, right? Yep. And so I'd bring them, hey, guys, we're going to go find mushrooms. You know, more eyeballs to look for them, you know? Mm-hmm. And we'd go out early, and I'd get to the point where I was like, guys, I know they're popping. Everyone's finding them. Nah, Dad, we don't want to go. You know, like, yep. they went out five, six times in a row. Yeah. No fruit. Nothing. No fruit, yep. right? Yep. Or, you know, so, like, wild bird hunting, you know, in different parts of the country. Like, you don't want to have kids walk four or five miles and not get into a covey or not <laughs> mm-hmm. find a bird. It's just like, nah, I don't want to go. Yeah. So, if they do want to, you mentioned this earlier, like some days you're going to have bad days. Like if you run out of snacks or there was a time where I, I actually, I broke one of my rules and I, I brought Wade out when he was five. I, I had a private land hunt lined up, which I, I rarely hunted private land at that time. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be a fairly efficient mm-hmm. doe hunt. It was antler to season in Missouri. And he's like, John, there's going to be deer in the field. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't miss the opportunity to bring Wade along and see a successful hunt because I had taken Adam out five, six times and we didn't, hadn't seen a single deer, a mm-hmm. single deer. And I was like, you're coming with us, buddy. And it's, cause I told Adam, I was like, Adam, guess who's coming with us tomorrow? And Wade kind of put his head down and I'm like, Wade's coming in. He looked up and his eyes got all big. I'm like, you're coming, buddy. And we sat in this tower blind. We got there earlier than I would have personally got out there, especially with kids. We got out there like two, two thirty. Oh, mm. oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, we had all the snacks. We had all the waters. We're, we're, we're ready. We're in a tripod stand. It's all enclosed. And, um, it's like kind of a two seater and one of the kids was sitting behind us and we ran out of snacks at about four o'clock. Yep. And they're like, Dad, let's go. I'm like, mm, let's just, <laughs> just hang yeah. tight. Yeah, give me yeah. a chance. Oh, yeah. You know, shooting time I'm sure was probably around five fifteen, whatever. I'm like, hang tight, boys. Finally a deer like three hundred yards off in the distance, at least like made an appearance. I'm like, guys, hey, there's one, yep. you know. And next thing you know, you know, the, the field lit up. It's yeah. like yeah. 30 minutes later. I was like, just patience, patience. But they're like, no, dad, we're out of snacks. And at this time, they're, <laughs> they're six and five. Yeah. 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 And once they lose their attention and once, I mean, and it's got to be short and sweet and you're, you're exactly right. And I'm always pushing the patience. Like, like you train them, right? Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. conditioning, right? Like, yep. okay, you, you went two hours. We're going to try to go two and a half tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, you went two and a half for a couple of times now. We're going to go with four hours, mm-hmm. you know, and that yeah. two thirty, two to two thirty to five, that's three hours of sitting there. Yeah. And so there better be some something, yeah, you know, yep. or you're playing games, or you know, or you bet a dollar to see who sees the deer first. Yeah, we do right. that a lot, and I lose. He's not paying attention, so I can say this: I lose on purpose. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, 
I mean, sometimes I definitely win because dad, <laughs> dad wins, you know, in the end, double or nothing or something like that. Well, it's but, good that you beat your son. Yeah, That's nice, exactly. Brandon. But I mean, make play little games or say, hey, you're going to watch mm-hmm. over there. I'm going to watch over there. Or, you know, there's there's the Redbird. Okay, we've seen the Redbird. So that means they're coming because that's, that, that's our good luck or whatever. You know, you got to play, you know, mm-hmm. I, like baseball is a game within a game within a game. Within. Hunting is the same way. It doesn't have to be about shooting giants, filling limits. Mm-hmm. It's a little thing and short and sweet for kids, and it's a growing thing. LeBron James, like him or hate him or love him, he did not become as good as he did on day one. Yep. And he still works at his craft every day. Curry does, you know, mm-hmm. Tom Brady, all these people, there's a reason that they are still doing it. And we continue to work on our craft. Mm-hmm. We continue to work on our kids' craft. Building, and there's building day- a fire too. Just yep. Yep. building a hunger to want to be better or mm-hmm. to kill the next, like uh, the next thing. Yeah. Yep. Well, like, it- that's like one of my goals. I try to set goals every hunting season. And like one of my goals this year is to kill a mature antler deer with my bow. Yeah. You know, and that, like, I didn't want to say, oh, 10 point or a 160 class deer. Like, you know, if it's an eight pointer and it's a three and a half year old deer and I can kill my bow, like, I want to do that. Yeah. And, and it's not because. You know, like I love to shoot does and I want to fill them in meat, but to me, it's like to be able to kill that kind of animal, you know, you, you got to trick it, you got to pattern it. It's not yeah. just going to walk out like a fawn does, you know, and it, it's, you know, you, you want to, to me, it's like I want to keep moving that goalpost, keep moving that goalpost to push myself. Yeah. Turn yeah. It and I'll go back to the, the kids. Uh, you had mentioned something today. You said talk about turning it off, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, so if you want to elaborate on that, like how you said, you know, you like, you're not, you're hunting, but you're not like you're turning it off. Like you're setting your, you're turning your expectations to kill birds off yep. so that the kids can benefit. Mm-hmm. And, um, that took me a while because yeah. I'm selfish. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like, oh, you know, I have a buddy. So I hunt in the Southeast quite a bit for turkeys. And like I was telling you earlier today, John, like shout out to all my buddies that hunt with, you know, in, in Alabama, Mississippi and South Carolina. Like I think those guys down there are some of the best turkey hunters in the country and some of the best woodsmen in the country. I've learned so much from them, but one of my buddies down there, he's a great guy, very competitive and he'll take people out turkey on it and, and his, he'll take a gun with him. And, and I'm not gonna say his name because he's a good buddy of mine, but like, if you don't shoot the bird quick enough, he's going to shoot it. And I'm like, and I'm, I, I understand that. That's why if I'm, if I'm mentoring someone, I usually don't take a gun yeah. because then the opportunity for me to shoot it is not there, you know? And, like I was kind of telling you, John, earlier today, you know, I we, we took a young lady out from our work to do, to do, we had some filming and we we're going to shoot some birds and um, we were walking a field and we didn't take a gun because she took a little while to get the gun up, safety off and pull the trigger, you know, and it's like, man, you know, we've all hunted before. It's like, you know, you're going that, that shoot, shoot, shoot. Yeah. Okay, that bird's out of range. Sure. So, you know, and I've been there with, uh, I had a turkey at 16 yards. It was youth season. I didn't have a gun that particular time, but like um, I did the same thing, didn't work out. Or like today, I, I said out loud, I was like, I'm going to shoot a pheasant out from under my kid. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I have, oh, you yeah, have some fun. That was like too. early in the day, too, John. You know, that, that was yeah, like the was, first 10 minutes. Yeah, you know? I think that's when we stepped out of the truck. Yeah, I mean, pretty pretty aggressive. I told him that dad's winning. But I mean, that's, but we have fun with it, too. But you also you know? got to let him know that, like, hey, like, you know, we're, like, you know, I'm the type of guy that I'm going to beat him at basketball. I try to win at all the cards. Yeah. But like, I, I disappoint him just enough to have him still love me. Right. And I, yeah. I learned that in a book recently. Mm-hmm. You've got to disappoint him just enough. To challenge them to want to beat you or to want to get better. Well, so that- it, it, you know, and it's something we kind of talk about with these kids. So I've seen kind of two routes with getting kids in the hunting. One is okay. So Brandon, let's say, let's say you go out, spend a bunch of days patterning deer. You sit in a stand, you look at cards. You're like, okay, man, I have this one buck. He's walking out about this time, you know. And then you take plat out, put him in the stand that morning, and he shoots the deer right. He didn't see any. 
He didn't yeah. help you with food plots. He didn't put cameras out. He didn't look at stands. You just put him in the deer and he shoots the deer. He's happy. You know, he walks home. But really, he's not invested. You know, that the kid isn't invested because he didn't do anything to get it. He just sent sent in a tree and, you know, pulled the trigger. Yeah. And then the route that you guys are doing, where you're you're getting them, you know, you know they walk through, they don't see anything, but you're also getting them some success. And so I think if you can you can get them invested some, yeah. you know, in the process. Have and, skin in the game. Yeah, well, it's like you, we all talked about this earlier. This isn't, it's not about pulling the trigger. You know, that's not the whole thing I love yeah. about hunting. It's all of it, it's man. A, pulling trigger is so minute. Yep. And, it, and I mean, it's, it's, this is our lifestyle. I mean, that's, well, there's life lessons to be taught. Yeah. Like, we, we kind of, I, I thought, like, we were kind of joking a little bit about, you know, like, you can make an excuse if it didn't work out, you know, you, you, the hunting or like, oh, well, it builds character. Well, it does. Like, you know, yep. if you do it right and you use the opportunities to say, hey, you know, like, you don't always get them, Tiger, you know. Yep. But, like, I'll be honest. Like, I'm not going to say I'm a bad hunter, but, like, I've been on a lot of skunkers. Yep. You know, like, a lot. Whether it's dove hunting. Like, we'll yep. be dove hunting and not see a dove in the air. Mm-hmm. And you got to know when to call it, too, especially yep. depending on their age. Um, But it builds character. Like, hey, hey, you're, yep. you're not always going to get them, mm-hmm. you know. And, and uh so, yeah, we it's just you got to take it slow. You've got to let them experience adversity. You got to let them experience uh, slow days. You mm-hmm. know, they really, truly appreciate it when it all comes together. Another thing that's popped in my head quality stuff for them, though, too, like quality socks, mm-hmm. gloves. Oh, yeah. Boots. Man, think yeah. about that before, because we got all this stuff. You know, we've had it for years. Yep. But don't just put them in your stuff. I mean, if it's borrowing, if it's going to Walmart, if it's whatever. Keep them warm and keep them happy. With, that will save you a lot of headaches too. Without overdressing them. I will tell you yeah. this. For years, uh, I didn't have the patience to get them dressed because they were younger and there was a lot to do to get them dressed. Mm-hmm. So my wife would do it and she they'd come out of the house looking like the kid from the Christmas story. Yeah, yes. he can't put his arms That's down. Exactly what I was he couldn't move. And my, my youngest son at the time, like he, he, he would just get tore up. Like he was uncomfortable. He didn't mm-hmm. care for hunting because yeah. the boots didn't fit or yeah. he, whatever. It was uncomfortable. Something was chafing. And uh, so finally, uh, Santa last year got him some nice bibs and mm-hmm. uh, some, for the first time, insulated boots. So we always had yep. hunting boots, but they were uninsulated and the socks weren't the best. And yep. so we invested in socks, We in, or Santa did, you know, invested yep. in socks, invested in boots. Yeah. And uh, we bought them a little big, yep. um, you know, like put some clothes pins, you know, safety yep. pins in the back there and, and button them up. Uh, but that's huge. Oh man, and, it's a, it's, uh, it's so fantastic. You wouldn't want to be out there with cold. No, and, and I do not want to be out there. with And that cold can feet. be expensive. So for what it's worth, get with your friends who have had kids who come up through the deal, yep. or once yep. upon a child, or whatever. Uh, my wife has yep. found many of different uh, boots and things of that nature. Hmm. They don't have to be the newest camo pattern thing. Yeah, well, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, no, they don't. They don't have Shut to be the newest camo pattern. Now, is that true? That is very true. <laughs> so but the deer don't care if it's this year's camo pattern, right? No, okay. They do not. Okay. You can so, have a camo hmm. pattern from 2019 or from 1990. I mean, but if you go to a thrift store, if you go, yeah, to there's marketplaces out uh, yeah, there social now media where you now. can. Parents want to pass it on, right? Pay it mm-hmm. forward. And like, yep. Yep. I've got some stuff that no doubt, like right now, all the boys' stuff is being held because it's going to go to Claire, yep. their, their younger sister. Mm-hmm. She's six. And she's come out with us a couple times. And she likes it. She's not tore up yet, but she likes yep. it. Yep. And, and I'm actually hoping her get it, getting her out is going to hopefully at one point get my wife out. My wife's never been hunting. Um, but she's, mm-hmm. she's shown an interest here yeah. and there. And, but um, so I, I'm looking for... You know, my close friends, you know, what age class are they? Yep. Can they yep. get into it? I've got a friend who's got a, a daughter younger than Claire, but God darn, she's a beanpole. She's like, you know, six inches taller than Claire and none of her stuff will fit. But um, someone's out there who can yeah. help you out. Make, well, make a post. Hey, who's got some kids' yeah, boots? Yeah, Well, and then, so Charlie has a pair of Carhartt, like little Carhartt 
overalls, mm-hmm. like, like, well, bibs and a jacket. And she is the cutest darn thing wearing that. But she is, so Platt wore them. Then um, the, the, uh, uh, my old neighbors, they have four kids that were. So this is the, this is the sixth person. That, and guess what? I'm going to pass them on down too. Yep. You know, good hunting quality stuff, insulated stuff, or, you know, it can be handed down. And it's yeah. out there. Hand well, warmers, even if it's marginally yeah. cold, like you'll deal without them. The kids, you want the kids to be set up. And what, what's the value of a hand warmer, right? Like, what do you, uh, if you open it up, right? Because I'm super stingy. Like, I'm too. I don't want to waste a hand warmer. <laughs> but, like, when it comes to kids, like, yep. have extra ones and have one for each hand. A lot of times I'll try to just have one and I'll rotate it between hands. Give them each one. Yeah. Right? Mm. Each hand has one. And, uh, you want it to be a pleasurable experience. Don't stay out too long. And uh, those are some really good tips, man. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, we've done it all. I mean, well, I've, I've messed up. I, I went. Oh down, yeah. My my son will he'll remember it. Like I, I'm out in Missouri and uh, I'm going to a waterfowl area uh, to hunt doves, but um, you had to have non toxic shot. Mm-hmm. Right? Check. Got it. Uh, I had to go to the office and and fill out a card. Check. Got it. I've got his stool. I've got water. It's September. It's hot. I got water. Mm-hmm. I got snacks. Um, I'm, I'm rolling. We get to the office. I sign the card. I'm going to the field. My kid is four. Dad, how are we going to kill doves with no gun? He knew. <laughs> oh, yeah. He knew. Yep. Like, and he didn't know in the time. It's just like he knew. Like, where's Wait, the gun? Yeah. There's something missing here. Yeah, we're going to so throw stuff out of My heart sinks. It's an afternoon hunt. I'm 30 minutes away from the yeah. house. Like, I'm not going back to the house. I'm effed. And, and again, I made the most of it. I was like, hey, we're going to go out and we're going to watch doves. You know, we're mm-hmm. going to see how they fly and this and that. And it's just so funny. We, we go out there and just the worst got worse. It's almost like the 2020 of dove hunts and back in 2014. But like we're going out there and I look down. My son's super jacked to be out. It's like it's not his first hunt, but it's like his his first season of going out. I know he was four. He's, he's wearing Crocs. He loved his Crocs. And I look down. He's crying. I'm like, I'm thinking he's mad because I don't have a gun. We can't kill. I'm like, what's the matter, buddy? He's like, my feet hurt. I'm like, we just started. He's like, he's like, my feet hurt. I, you know, something's sticking me. And I, I, I pick him up and we found out what like sandburrs are, whatever. They're yeah. Called. He's got yeah. like his goat head something or other. So oh, burning nightmares. Through. His yeah. whole bottoms of his Crocs are full up in these Oh burrs. my gosh. Yeah. And he's taking it like a champ. I'm like, oh my God. So I pick him up with my shoulder, <laughs> pulling the, the spurs out or these little things. And we go sit in the field. There's not a dove to be seen. So in a sense, a gun wouldn't have helped me a bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, but for years, I'd be talking to someone. He's like, "Dad, tell him about the time you forgot your gun." I'm like, "I don't." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they like to point that you out. Don't have to bring yeah. that up. Oh, they thanks. like to tell you when thanks, you do buddy. really stupid stuff. But I, I have forgot my gun once as well. I was back in college though, so I went and uh, we had went to a public marsh, and it was. Oh, it was 45 minutes away, and I was there with a buddy, and we pull up, and I was like, no, and I was like, I want a gun, and I was like, I guess I'm taking, he was nice, and we went every other gun, so went every other time, and he would give me, he would shoot out a bird, and I would get, and it was just one of those things that, man. sometimes you think so much, slow down, Yep. think about it again, especially with kids, and you're right about the Crocs, you know, Platt was, I mean, he was walking in, uh, op- in opening weekend, and I slapped his uh, rubber boots on him. You know, his deer boots. Uh-uh. Those aren't made for walking. And he got a blister. Yep. He's like, Dad. So I was like, oh, we need to get out your other boots. Like, that was like, we have them. And it was quick and easy, but that, that just didn't work. Mm-hmm. So slow and steady and rethink it. Yep. Do it twice. No, oh, those, are, those are good ideas, man. That's that's a lot. Like I said, I, I'm going to listen to this later again So I <laughs> with my wife so I can get all this, this lined out, man. But... No, that's some good stuff. So 
we killed some uh, quail today, yep. or, or at least shot at them. You know, the, uh, ammo companies love us for that. Yeah, we so. got a handful. We, we yep. knocked them down. We yeah, made the yeah. dogs happy. We, yes, we, sir. Two labs, mm-hmm. by the way. Yep. Yeah, Zeke, your dog Zeke, and Minnie. Minnie. Yeah. Minnie. Yep. So we got to see Steel and Gus at the end of the day yep, too. Yep. We broke out the other dogs and everything. So pointing labs, flushing labs. I- and my Dude. dog comes from pointing lines. Yep, so it is mine. And, and we're going to get roasted again, but they mm-hmm. do do it. Witness Dan- Daniel saw I saw question. it. My uh, uh, lab absolutely staunchly pointed a covey of birds today long enough for me to say, hey, he's on point. You said. Yeah, yeah, long enough for me to shut my gun or take my gun off my shoulder and shut it. So that, that was, uh, I don't know. We were a couple hours in. I was getting tired. I'd shot a bunch. And so I, I was like, I'll let some other people shoot. Because if the gun's in my hand, I'm going to pull the trigger. So it's like, if it's on my shoulder, it gives me less, you know, I can let you, yeah, you guys shoot the kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah shoot them. We and had to so, off the boys a little bit to shoot. We're yeah. Like, be a little bit quicker. Like, we and and so I glanced over, and I, and we had talked about your, your lab pointing, and I'd seen a little style from him, and I look over, and he is locked up. And you're like, <laughs> he's, he's awesome. on point. You see he's on point? He's yeah. on point. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm pulling the gun down. And he has 12 or 13 yeah. birds. Yes. He flushed out of me. That's cool. So, and he, so he comes from strong pointing lines on his dad's side, but he has got drive for days. He's mm-hmm. like his owner, and he – He's out of the box. He's at 11 all day. Yep. And now that he's five and a half, just enough of that has worn off to where it's coming through. The pointing lines are coming through. And I've noticed it this year in the yard. I'll throw bumpers and he takes off like a bat out of hell and he gets to the bumper. And like he always does, he flies past it in a swing and normally he'll scoop it up. Well, he's been flying past it and absolutely locking at it and just staring at it. And I'm like, you goofy dog, like pick it up. Cause I, I'm not, I haven't woe trained. Yeah. Like it, it's a, it's a lost opportunity, if you will. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. but in a sense, like, and again, we talked about this, like getting him around another pointing lab or just not even if it was a short hair, whatever. Yep. If they see the technique honoring the point, there's no yeah. doubt that they'll start to pick up on that, especially if it's in there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but that will be something I won't forget for some time. It's like, I wish I had a, a Tacticam or a GoPro or something because yeah. I could have had video evidence. It, and I just I want to sh- point out that he is jacked up about his dog pointing, but that was also when his son, his he, own blood, he killed his first quail. Shot his first quail, and I couldn't get him to call. Oh down. my gosh! He's that, like, oh, no. and then he for was like, like twenty minutes, oh, yeah, you, no, we, you saw you saw a point. You, yeah, it pointed you right. Saw, you saw a point. And then, and then his son was holding his bird. Uh, we had we got to him. an opening. He's like, Dad, I shot one back there. I'm like, What? <laughs> yeah. You, you shot. Let's get a picture. Let's, let's get, get over there. Where was this? At? Yeah, he was so excited. About he was so himself. excited about his other son Zeke pointing those birds, man. But that was another thing where his sons were on my side. My son was on on you guys, and it was it worked out. It was really cool. It was. Good mm-hmm. way for us to, you know, hang out and mentor the other ones. You know, yeah, no, that was a good time. And the beauty, and we, you know, one of the biggest reasons for for coming out here is, uh, you know, Kansas allows you to buy a license, and it's good for the full calendar year, right? No matter mm-hmm. if you buy July or October yep. or whatever. So ideally, we're, like you know, we're going to come back out here next October, November. We're mm-hmm. going to get after it again, you know, and two for the price of one, if you will. Well, you know, and Brandon can get us on some turkeys because he's from National Wild Turkey Federation, so he knows where all of them are. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, so he can GPS. put your boys on some turkeys, Radio man. Track, GPS yeah. Minutes, yeah. So, but uh, no, that, that'll be good, man. No, it was. Uh, I really enjoyed today. I'm glad it came out, and I'm glad we can make this happen, man. So, um, so what, what's what are you on Instagram again, John? Wild game cook. Wild game cook. Okay, uh, and Brandon is just is just Brandon Wilmoth. I, I think I think it's BMW Wilmoth. BM okay. Wilmoth because my middle initial is Michael, so BMW. I got called that a lot, but yeah, that's my Instagram. And then check out the uh, Facebook page. 
mm-hmm. uh, for NWTF just because we do all we've been doing a lot of virtual stuff. Yep. Uh, I've been giving away more guns in this last year just because that's what we do. You know, we didn't really talk about that yet. Um, you guys both work for conservation organizations, and I don't want to lump them together, but, uh, you know, a lot of the way you guys raise money to put back in the ground, put back in habitat, is banquets, right? Yep. And you can't really do any banquets this year. Sure. And I'll say this. You can lump us together. We're all in it Yeah, together. we are. Mm-hmm. Ducks, yeah. one of our biggest partners. So when I left, as it's forever, not because... Not, Great relation. I yep. just got an opportunity that after talking to my wife, like just worked I, out better. I had it's worked out, yeah. And Howard Vincent, I mean, he emailed because they emailed, "Hey, Brandon's leaving." Da da da. And I was like, "Ah, you still got me for three months. I'm closing out. You know, the fiscal mm-hmm. year. I'm not leaving projects up there." And Howard, the CEO, of the, the CEO, yep. he goes, "You're not really leaving us. You're going to our best partner." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Exactly. Yeah, we're all in this." And you know, all the reps, the regional directors for the ducks. For the deer, I mean, we sit down at the same table a lot, and we yep. talk or we text, eat lunch. Eat yeah, lunch together. I eat lunch with Delta reps, duck reps, mm-hmm. Brandon. Yeah, yep. I mean, it's not like we are definitely not against each other. We are all trying to work, but there's people that only want to do turkeys. There's mm-hmm. people that only want to do quail. So we have to be all out here. At the end of the day, we're just trying to con- continue this passion. This this drive and, and right give, now it's all things fundraising. You know, yeah. so we're trying to be innovative. We're trying yeah. to figure out new ways. Being virtual, as Brandon said, mm-hmm. like unfortunately, like in person banquets aren't happening across country. There are still some spots in which that is happening, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, those are going you know pretty well. But uh, you know, in a sense, you know, I'll speak for Brandon here. Like, we need your support. Like, yeah. you know, find a conservation yep. organization in your local community. Get with a local chapter. Go re-up to the national a, website. Yeah. Renew your re-up membership. membership. Go uh, if you have been a sponsor every year and they're they're not going to have a banquet. Ask, hey, do you still need my sponsorship? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. how can I help? If you you're know? able to do it, great. If you can donate, yep. I, if you if you're an outfitter who's mm-hmm. absolutely probably been right through the coals too, if you call a conservation group, I bet you you can work something out to where you still get money in your pocket and they mm-hmm. still auction off a hunt or something vice versa, or yep. you want in front of. All their audience. So we're doing our national convention. So it's not in Nashville anymore. We moved it to Springfield at Bass Pro. Going to be majority virtual, but we're putting all of our auction items in the museum. Hmm. So anybody that comes to the museum will walk through it. And you guys, you know, you guys got Pheasant Fest and, and the Quail Classic. You know, if you're a bird out, I mean, they have all the bird hunters coming yep. there. They have all the dog. Like you have a kennel, mm-hmm. call them up. You know, you have a turkey, and we're not stuck on, he only wants pheasant and quail. I don't want turkey. Man, we'll take elk, we'll take mule deer, we'll take antelope, we'll take ducks. We want diversity. We want different, because if a guy comes to a pheasant's thing, he's probably got pheasant ground, too. Mm -hmm. Especially at a local. Or turkey ground, or deer hunting ground. 98% of our members, like, deer hunt, right? Like, so, you know, I don't want to say everybody deer hunts, but, you know, there's, we all... Uh, we're all generalists, or we mm-hmm. all, you know, yeah. uh, we like to hunt everything, hunt, hunt man. Different things. Yeah. So, like, so we are all in it together. Whether it's habitat, getting kids outdoors, and you know, now more than ever, every nonprofit out there, conservation groups specifically, need your help. Need your help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so look one of them up. Look multiple of them up. You know, become you know, members. And, become member yeah. of a new one. Well, you know, and I would say, you know, because there's a lot of guys that listen to this that probably are already members or act in their chapter. You know, if your chapter's not have that banquet, you know, like my wife and I, when we go to our, our PF chapters banquet, we, we allocate about 200 bucks to buy raffle tickets, yep. you know? And so, you know, I bring that wad of cash and, you know, we, we buy the raffle tickets and she does what she wants. Um, you know, the wife usually spends money on the raffle tickets, oh, yeah, you know, they but, do. 
But, you know, think about, so if you're not having a banquet that year, just take that 200 bucks, you know, and donate to your chapter, donate to PF or, or NWTF yeah. National, because you can use that money. The, you know, the, the big organization can use that money, especially go this year. And, go and buy, the like for my gun bash, you know, mm-hmm. 20 bucks. So if you would take that two, $200, you would get in for 54 guns. You would get in for um, a thousand bucks worth of Bass Pro cards. You get in into those drawings. I know PF is doing uh, a one in 10 deal raffle mm-hmm. i mean so they're online you sweepstakes you can go onto the site and yeah. just, you can you can give a donation yep you can yeah. sign up for a recurring donation it could be ten dollars a month you know it could be whatever yeah. and i'm sure turkey's has yeah. something similar you could become a life member or silver member you could do ways of doing stuff and you could still get something out of it mm-hmm. you know or a tax write-off now you got to do a little bit more legwork because it's not at the banquet and a chapter mm-hmm. guy might not come knocking at your door but you can. De- there's so many virtual things. There's so many raffles yep. going on. I mean, every one of us, me and Wallace. I mean, we're idea guys. We're thinkers. We're we're, we're going, but we still mm-hmm. need support. Yeah, we've got a lot of things going that I think a lot of people still don't know, or they just have seen so much, or they're just mm-hmm. kind of blocking it out. And but things are coming back together. We're doing good. You know, we've made a lot of changes we, in both organizations. We're going to come out more efficient. Oh, yeah. After yeah, absolutely. Businesses, organizations, yeah. Well, you're going to either adapt or die. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're both adapting. We're doing things differently, more efficient. And uh, so. And we're communicating with each other. I mean, just like right here. I mean, yeah. we're communicating. I mean, I text, yeah, you know, Wallace and stuff and... sometimes more more than my own co-workers. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, this really works here. Or, yep. or, hey, what are you doing with this? You know, your banquet package is different, but why? Like, what is your hot yeah. items? Because we, in the end of the day, it's almost the same clientele. Sometimes mm-hmm. a little bit different, Some, you know. But it's all for the same. If it's good turkey habitat, it's good for the pheasants and quail. Yep. It's good for the deer. Like in the end, it's then good for the butterflies. It's mm-hmm. then good for the bees. Pollinators. I mean, it's and, good. I mean, and that's good for farms and, yes. and food and, yep. Everything. So yep. we don't you know, get on that tangent or anything because I know we've been talking for a long time. No, but, no. I mean, it's absolutely, mm-hmm. you know, it's a great time to look. I mean, and the odds in some of our stuff has been crazy good. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah. I gave away, so I did the truck, a one in 500 chance to win a truck. You had to buy a $100 raffle ticket, and plus I gave away a gun as an early bird. Since my market was kind of smaller here in Kansas and everything, I sold 315 tickets. So I didn't hit my 500. So it became a 50-50 split. Mm-hmm. So I get so it was a 1 in 315 chance to win $15,000. Yep. That's it's pretty good chances. A lot more people go think about Powerball or yeah. 20 bucks for whatever and the odds of I mean that the reality and winning guns, I mean I've seen it to where they've got like a 1 in 20 chance. At, you know, a Beretta or we've been mm-hmm. using CZ guns. I mean, there are, if you're an odd guy, and plus, there's been auctions too. Yep. I've been doing a lot of online auctions, online banquets. Yep. PF and QF have been doing it. You know, they're in the area. If they weren't having a in-person banquet, some of them went virtual because they already had, had the merchandise. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and then we're going to get what? Well, there's going to get people that say, well, I don't do that. I don't do that. Or, or, or you lost me that way. I'm sorry you feel that way, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, 2020 made us go this oh, way. Uh, sure. Dude, we, every everybody I think has to understand that we've all had to adapt and change. Yeah, you know, and especially with organizations like your guys that that rely so much on in person stuff. Yeah, you just got to change, you know. And you know, and I would kind of give you guys a plug too. So I'm not affiliated with either of these organizations, you know, officially. But um, one thing that I've seen that your guys two organizations do really well, and others do it really well too is uh, the money that is given 
to the organizations that you guys multiply it essentially mm-hmm. leverage it yep. Ex- yeah. leverage yeah you know it's not just that 10 people are giving a hundred dollars which equals a thousand dollars and you're putting thousand dollars i know it's you're using you know Pittman robertson yeah. dollars you grants and everything and pulling all that together you know you're getting other resources to, to get the price of that land down or whatever and you're, you're getting habitat building habitat or putting money in those things and so it's your money goes a lot further with these organizations than if you're just doing it yourself or it's, it's not just that hundred dollars or two hundred dollars it's it's yeah. multiplied. You know, and, that, and we, so. we both have biologists. We both have other field staff. And mm-hmm. they're doing the products. I mean, me and Wallace basically, um, lack of better terms, we're the money guys. Yep. I mean, we're going out there. We're looking for resources. And then we pass it on. And those guys and gals go out and do some knock-up stuff, open up more public lands, op- putting better habitat, working with the landowners. You can call a biologist yep. from either organization. You've got an 80. You've got 1,000 acres. You've got 100,000 acres. Mm-hmm. You you can call you can call your local state people and they're all going to come out and they're going to work with you yeah well, and outside of habitat we're, we're all doing mentored hunts you know, yep. whether it's turkey hunts or, or pheasant hunts i think we're doing a lot of new hunter hunts i know mm-hmm. the turkeys are uh you know no matter if you're a man woman you know uh some experience whatever but yeah, no. just shooting teams yep. so shooting yep. teams are giant pfqf they support them we support them light up you know because mm-hmm. that's i mean that's Easy, low-hanging fruit for both of because we show those kids how to do it. They go off to college or trade school or just go straight into the workforce. Yep. But they remember coming and doing us and 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 us helping. And that's our future clientele. You know, it's just it's different. So everybody's got to adapt. Everybody got to mm-hmm. use what works for them. But we're still. I mean, we are going to be better. We are better. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're. I mean, there were some things that needed to be fixed anyways, and this was just a frying pan to the face and be like, you got to fix yeah. it now. Yeah, that's you know? a joke, man. Yep. I mean, it's just, we're going to go and we're going to do it. And mm-hmm. either you're going to get it on board or you're not. And I mean, just, you got to have a little bit of patience too. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got to have a little bit of patience right now and know it's not going to be the same ways that it was last year or two years ago or 20 years ago. Nothing's going to be, mm-hmm. you know, it's just the way it's going to be and it's going to be better. Yep. Have patience to make it better. The new normal. I hate to say that. Yeah, I know. It is that. It's going to be the new normal. We're preaching to people that already know this. You know, but just give us a chance. Even if, you know, if something went down 15 years ago. I mean, I still get my butt, you know, like the turkey population. (laughs) Yep. You know, I get, well, so-and-so never did this or so-and-so never did that. I'm not so-and-so. Yep. You know, just like Wallace, Uh you know, he's going into Ohio. You know, he's in there. I mean, I have a very strong work ethic, want to go, want to go. Wallace, my my brother from another mother, he has a higher one. Yeah, you guys are crazy, man. <laughs> yes, we are. I, I love it. I, I love mean, it. We but are. We are too. Uh, you guys are jazzed all the time. Man. We're wired different. And and that's yeah. why we, I feel like we're successful in what we do. I, I was hoping, you know, coming and spending some more time with you guys, I'd figure out your secret. You know, I, I thought maybe you guys were doing meth or, you know, <laughs> something. But no, you're just running yeah, all the time. So yeah, yeah, I was gonna, Mountain Dew for you. Sweethearts of Mountain Dew is yeah. what I think the secret it's just, is. So it's, it's uh, enthusiasm, man, and it's infectious. Mm-hmm. And I, like I'm not, I'm not the most technical uh, rep out there. Like there's people who do the job better. Than oh me, yeah, you know their paperwork um, is way better than but, what mine looks like. But enthusiasm and energy, uh, really now more than ever, is just so needed. Important. And it's, yep. it's like, listen, I'm just gonna fire you up by being really jazzed up about you yep. being jazzed up. Yeah, and. 60% of the time, it works every time, you know? <laughs> but no, it works a lot of times. Like, yeah. They're just like, well, goddamn, I can't let them down. Like, he works his ass off. Brandon yeah. works his ass off. Like, 
I could I could do something. Yeah. So. I mean, and we care for them to be successful. We care for each one of our chapters to be successful because in the end of the day, we pack up and we leave. <laughs> and they got to stay there and they got to say they put this, in the work. Yeah. They, this is what we did or this is what we didn't do it or this is what do we raise the money for? So this is what we're going to do. Um and but just getting our volunteers, I mean, we're there for you. We're supporting you. Yep. I mean, it's be, and if you yeah. want to be a new one, you want to start something new, it does not need to be a 500-person banquet. Mm-hmm. It does not got to be a barn You don't bird. have to be a turkey hunter. You nope. don't have to be a pheasant hunter. Like, nope. You just want to either make a difference for the birds. You want to make a difference for getting the next generation yep. out. Or wildlife in general. Uh, wildlife. We're doing a lot of women initiatives yep. at Pheasants mm-hmm. River. Women on the wing. We have women wine yep. and wild game events. And know? I tell you what, you know, you talked about, John, your, your wife doesn't hunt. You're bringing your wife hunts. My wife is getting into hunting. And what I figured out was... I. It's kind of like teaching your wife to shoot or teaching your kids to shoot. Like, yeah, it's not a good idea. Yeah. You know, get someone else to teach them. And, but I got my wife hooked up with a really good women's group, Wilderness, yep. you know, out of Kansas City, Jessica Rice, and um, the other ladies there. And it's like, I kind of figured, okay, if, if they're her friends and they're hunting, like, she's going to be a lot, you know, yeah. more apt to do it, you know. And it's, um, it's kind of the same thing. You know, if you want your wife to hunt, like, get her involved with some of this stuff, women on the wing or anything like that. Well, I just got back from the governor's hunt here in Kansas, the, the ringneck classic mm-hmm. out, out there in West Kansas, and it was the year of the woman. Yep. They had over 20% of the hunters were women. You know, my group was, I had four younger uh, ladies, and I had two. One was an author, and, and one, she runs a, a, a women's group, too, mm-hmm. out of Kansas City. And, you know, it is one. It is the largest growing, and, I mean, we've got some co-workers. I mean, my CEO is a woman. Okay, mm-hmm. Becky is. I mean, she know they know what they're doing. You got some knockout ones too. I mean, if you look, you know, our education ladies are doing great at NWTF. Uh, we got some biologists that you know they go up. I mean, my wife and her friends they they don't hunt and they don't see themselves as ever like they don't they don't think they fit the stereotypes. Mm-hmm. So we, we just, they don't have beards. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, you know, we uh, you don't have to be rough and tough to be a hunter, right? So we we had an event. Uh, Jim Inglis, our governmental affairs director, uh, lives in Ohio and a good friend of mine, and um, they've recently had some success with getting some life members uh, signed up with their chapter, and none of their wives hunt. And uh, one of the women took initiative to say, "Hey, I want to get us all out." Like she's never hunted. She's like, mm-hmm. oh, "I want to. I want to know why you go out on the weekends. Yep. Just grind it out." And like you come yep. home tired, you come home with nothing or whatever it may be. It's like, why? There's got to be something else. Mm-hmm. So they all get out, and uh, most of their husbands hunted. Two. There was eight women. Two of the women's their husbands didn't hunt, but they were friends with the other six women. Mm-hmm. And so that's their network. Um, I'll be honest. Like you know, most of them. They they definitely I don't want to say they looked the part, but they had some fancy clothes on. They had some fancy hunting clothes. Mm-hmm. That's what they they wanted to look good, right? Yeah, they looked the part. Yep, yep. looked the part. Yep. And um, the, you know they just it was good for my wife and her friends who are like I don't call them winos, but they like to get after <laughs> when the kids are in bed, you know. And they I was like, look, they look just like you. They look just like you. And and, and here they are. Oh, here's a picture at the at the trucks afterwards. They're all solo cupping it, and you know it's not water in there like they're drinking wine yeah. the hunt's over and they're enjoying it and you can almost see a spark in their eye like mm-hmm. huh i get it huh so yeah. saying yeah. that i, I get shot. it yeah so very first time my wife shot a deer she shoots a doe she turns looks at me and she goes i now understand why you do what you do mm-hmm. and then she asks can i shoot the other one 
I said, no, you don't have a second tag, but I do. <laughs> and I freaking put the I, I'm pretty sure. And I, we laid it, and they both were laying right there when we went out. That's so cute. Out. Oh, yeah. That's so cute. Like, no, no I, you don't have a tag. Give me that. Mm-hmm. My turn. No. Yep. But, she, but it clicked. You know, mm-hmm. and it takes time. But taking your wife out, taking your spouse, somebody new out, it's just like a kid. Baby steps, folks. Yeah, yeah. Slow and steady. Don't expect them to go mm-hmm. out there and grind it and all day hunt. Hey, your first time out, we're going sun up to sundown. We're 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 looking for you know a deer. Mm-hmm. No, let's go out there. Let's look for squirrels. Let's go do pigeons. Let's go do. Yep. Let's just go to the range. Yeah, man, well, shoot a twenty-two. I can't take credit for this, but someone had said it. Um, if you if you get dad to the range, you get dad to the range. If you get mom to the range, you get the whole family to the range. Yep. And you want to talk about putting hunters back in the pipeline? You know, because mm-hmm. we're going to lose a large segment of hunters here in the next ten some odd years. Yep. And all the baby boomers quit yep. buying licenses and buying guns and such. Mm-hmm. And so we've got to replace hunters and. Um, you get mom out and let's say she has three daughters, you know, and those daughters understand what gun safety is and they understand what going to yep. the range is. They may never have to become a hunter, but they're going to be pro hunting and they're going to, you know, then they have kids and their kids are in the pipeline, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's critically important to get women out. So I look forward to the day my wife comes out. I, I've got some friends who go, why would you want to do that? Right. That's your time. Yep. That's, you know, get away. Yep. And I can definitely appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I, I like hunting by myself. I like having my time. Obviously I like the social aspect of it too. But I think once Claire, my six-year-old, I think if she gets tore up with it and all four of us leave. Now, again, I'll tell you, my wife likes her alone time. Yeah. yeah. Um, one, whether it's drinking wine with her friends or drinking wine by herself or it's cleaning the house. Like, hey, i got peace and quiet. Mm-hmm. She appreciates that. But I just, I think that's going to be the trigger for her is I want to go out and do what y'all are doing. Yep. Yep. You know, so I'm looking yep. forward to that. Yep. No, and I t- my wife's first season was this season and we, we went dove hunting first. And she shot a couple doves and I saw a ton of doves and doves. And we had a great time. When we got back in the truck, she looked at me and said the same thing. I get it. Yeah. I understand why you do it now. It's you know, terrible, and- I mean, once it clicks, mm-hmm. it clicks. Well, my wife told me this year, and I had no clue. She's like, I want to go elk hunting sometime. And I was like, okay. Did not even know Done. this was in yeah. the realm. But I was like, Bruce, who's the regional director in Colorado, I was like, hey, buddy, oh, I'm coming. Yep. You know, like, let's get this figured out. But, I mean, it's just, and ask them, too, mm-hmm. you know, and ask other people. And saying ask them. If you're new to the hunter, ask if mm-hmm. you want to go. I mean, I, I I officiate football too, and one of the guys on my crew he wanted to get back in hunting, and he had been asked. You know, he asked, "Man, sometimes you go out, take me or whatever." Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't fulfill that. Sometimes we just get too busy. And I, I said, "Hey, I had a, I had a little hunting excursion set up. Before we were done, he bought a shotgun from you. You know, yep, and yep, it was yep. just like I was like, "Hey, I need that. You know, I mm-hmm. needed." 12 gauge, you know, CZ. And it was done before we was back home. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, just, and he got it back. Mm-hmm. You know, ask, 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 ask. Don't be yep. afraid. You know, there are stupid questions. I was a school teacher for a dozen years. You know, there's no stupid, yeah, there are. <laughs> okay. But go ahead and ask, yep. you know, hey, take me, take mm-hmm. me, take me. There's a lot of people that have way too many deer on their property. Once they get their deer or once they get whatever, they're going to let you out. They're going to let your kids. If you yep. want to fill your freezer, you know, with quality, with with dough, you know, with whatever, even maybe talk to an outfitter. Be like, hey, if you ever have any cleanup hunts or you yep. need something or, hey, you need me to, you know, cook your meals for five days so I can go shoot a dough, mm-hmm. ask. You might find somebody down. You might not. You might get told no. I mean, I think that's yeah, one but- you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like sales, or it's kind of mm-hmm. like um, you know, we, we all are married, so we had to date at some point. You know, yeah. you, the 
you didn't get a yes every time you asked a girl out, you know, no. it's kind of the same thing when you figure out how to hunt, like just ask some people say, Hey, I, I don't need to kill a big buck. Can you just like take me out and show me or yeah. can I just come with you and yeah. watch you hunt? You know, and if you don't ask those questions, you won't, you know, there's not a neon sign above your head that say, take me hunting. Yeah. Uh, go. You know, you gotta, you gotta kind of reach or out a little bit. Go sell with them. Hey, I know you hunt a lot. Yep. I don't want to go. I just want to watch. Mm-hmm. You know? I, or, I just want to learn, you know, or yep. Hey, you're tracking a deer. You know, if you should go track a deer, I don't know how to do it. I want to learn. And, Can you call me? I'll come yeah. help you. I want to walk yeah, with absolutely. you. Yeah. Or I mean, I'm more than happy to drag it out. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. And just yep. aspect, be proactive. Ask. Yep. Well, hundred Well, Hey, it's getting late. You know, yeah, and we got an early morning, and we're grinding. You know, like I said, you're going back to Missouri, right, to kill After some more. This morning, yeah. Yep. Morning, Tomorrow morning, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Brandon, you and I are going to South Dakota on Saturday. We are. Um, Turn around, have turkey. Yeah, you didn't know that, did you? Lucky yeah, <laughs> man. We're we're gonna, we're gonna shoot some, shoot some uh, big you birds up there. You, so. You're gonna have fun in Missouri. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Youth, youth deer season, baby. Oh, and yeah. Maybe next year we, we can get you on it, man. But yeah. um, it's gonna be a good time. And so yeah, we and we're all hunting a bunch of stuff for the next couple oh, weeks. Man, so good, like it's, it's middle of November. Mm-hmm. You know, we are in we are in the grind, but that's why we do it because yep. we love it and it's our lifestyle. I appreciate you having me on. No, it is my um, pleasure, man. I, I'm really glad we got this to work out and come together and yeah, absolutely. eat some good food, man. And I got John to cook tonight, so that's cool because usually I'm always one cooking, so that was really, really nice. I'm always the one eating, so that always helps <laughs> yeah. me. It works out, I, man. I, I Thanks, love Brandon. when Wallace comes because yeah. even my dog, Char, Charlie's going to be madder than that when it all get out because she, she likes the beard and she likes his cooking. There so, you go. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys, man. Uh, anything else you guys want to say? Any shout outs? No, that's it. Just uh, maybe look to mentor a hunter. You know, take some take someone yep. out. Could be uh, could be your wife. Could be your girlfriend. Could be your boyfriend. Could, you know, could yeah. be an adult. Could be a kid. Um, take a kid hunting. You know, uh, just try to mentor someone. Take someone new out. That's yeah. good. That's a good point. Anything and, else? And, and don't do it. Just do it once. Remember, a, a mentor continues continuing the education, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be a wall hanger. It doesn't have to be a limit of whatever. It is just going out there for the experience. Start the relationship, and yep. for, that's a good note to end on. And thank you again, guys. This has been a good, being good episode and a good hunt. Thank awesome. you, sir. Thank you. Very much. Awesome. I hope you enjoyed listening to that episode as much as uh, Brandon and John and I uh, enjoyed recording it. And uh, man, it was a great time. So um, make sure you go check out John's Instagram at Wild Game Cook on Instagram and check out Brandon on Instagram. I'm going to drop uh, links to those things in our uh, in the show notes. So please go check those out. Don't forget about my sponsor, Walton Zinc, waltonzinc.com. Don't forget about Clay Shooting Apparel. Uh, they have awesome hats and stuff. And if you enjoyed this episode, it'd really help me out if you share it with your friends and family. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. When you do that, it helps this podcast come up in more searches and reach more people. Please go and like us on Facebook, Instagram, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it so you don't ever miss an episode. If you want to help support the Hunt, Fish, Eat podcast and have an opportunity to do some awesome stuff with me, please go check out our Patreon page and feel free to jump on at the level of support you feel comfortable with. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash huntfisheat. Our Facebook is huntfisheatoutdoors. Our Instagram is Hunt Fish Eat Podcast. Thank you and catch you on the next episode.